Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Pray, Thought Podcast. I'm your host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, a.k.a. your number one thought ally, a.k.a. the undisputed bussy champion, a.k.a. Bussiana LaBeja, a.k.a. top five bussy, top five bussy dead or alive, emphasis on top five dead or alive, okay? A.k.a. you are not alone, Buss is here with you, a.k.a. you know, this bus is ready, Always. Um, not really. <laughs> I was going to say, you ready right now? No, 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 not at all. Um, I had a burger. <laughs> With bacon. <laughs> I was feeling spicy. Oh, cool. Um, and welcome to episode 314, entitled The Portrait of a Bussy. Yes, once again, welcome to episode 314, entitled The Portrait of a Bussy. And now I'm going to introduce the lovely, the beautiful, the um, brown skin queen who did who I'm not in the group chat with. Uh, team dark skin. <laughs> hashtag. Yeah, team dark skin. A- and they got a group chat that I'm not a part of. You're a part of Petty Set. I want to be a part of team brown dark skin too. No. That's fucked up. Anyway. It's not fucked up. You, it is you fucked ain't up. a part of the, like some people just ain't a part like you're not a part of like my college group chat. I have a bunch of group I have a bunch of group chats. But I feel like I can be a part of Team Dark Skin. <laughs> Why? Cuz I want to be. Oh, okay. Okay. Like I said, and I know I know I know Moon and Tim. <laughs> Shout out to Moon and Tim. <laughs> Shout out to those fools. Literally the dumbest people ever and I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. They should impress charges on me for lusting after Martin Luther King. You are a bird because that's not even Martin Luther King picture. It they, is. First of all, it is Martin it Luther is King. It is him, they but it is not added, him. They just added a little you goatee. Know, and a, what, what is it called? What do they call that shit? The goatee. What's it called? No, it's called like men something. It's like they. It's like a spray that they add to make your uh beard darker. So boy, you don't know what I'm talking about? Huh? No, because I what got a good say? beard. Something oh, like that. Yeah, they, Beijing. Why you say yeah like you know now? Oh, because I didn't know they put Beijing. I thought they only put Beijing in your hair. I didn't know they could put it they in put your it beard. In, they put it in your beard. Okay, well, I don't, have to, I don't have to do that. I mean, okay, I used to work on a show where they probably put a little too much of that on the beards. <laughs> but anyway, ah, ah, ah. shout out to Muna and Tim. <laughs> and then shout out to me. Um... That's my Leo vibes. Uh, what's up, y'all? It's your girl Amber, aka Any Depressants, aka Emo Black Girl, aka you know what? I'm gonna bring back, but a little bit different. Fluoxetina Knowles, uh, aka uh, Savoy's partner in thought, aka creative director for Depress Ho Aesthetic. Excuse me. Yes, creative director for Depress Ho Aesthetic. How was your week? <laughs> Um, my week was good. Um, well, it was long. It was this was a long ass week. I feel like this is like a month and a oh, week. Child. But the good thing is, I'm going to New Orleans tomorrow to be with my. Uh, be- okay, so you decided to go. Yes, I am going to New Orleans tomorrow, so I will be there. Um, from Saturday to Tuesday evening. Okay, I'm very excited. That'll be fun. I want to see my best friend and my, my some of my other good, really good friends, including Ari and Ashley and my godsons. And I'm going to eat lots and lots of food, so I'm very excited. That's exciting. New Orleans is popping. Yes. love it. <sighs> so, and I went your, on two dates. That's what I'm going to say. How are your dates? <laughs> are we going to talk about your date? Yeah. Okay. 
And then the connection to Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um We'll talk about your dates first. Um f- you know, um <laughs> the first one nice guy, no chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um the second one, nice guy. Um he did nasty things to me yesterday or last night. It was a great time. Um but very much like it was good. It was good. It was very good. Very nice to have someone really focused on your pleasure. Yeah. Instead of you just being so, you know. I tell you, what's that? A focus on me by by her is is my theme song. It's, it's, yes, like, and it is mine now as well. Me? That is yes. like what that's um, what sex is like for me. Mm-hmm. Focus on me. <laughs> I hate you. <I'm> serious. <laughs> so yeah. So now. Um, so yeah. I had a. I had a. Know, a good experience last night. That's good. And Shout I'm, I'm now, I'm now, I think I'm pro older dick. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Amber. I'm rolling my eyes. That's um, fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I um, well, my week uh was trash. Um, it was very hard, but there were some good. I went. I I like. I worked out this week. That's probably the best thing that happened this week. Um, and then I did go on, on a date, and then it was very funny. This guy, he's cool. Like, we talked on the phone for like two hours the first time. And then, um, but I feel like I can do that with anybody. That's my problem. Not my problem, but I feel like I can literally like just be talking. And um, we went out. It was cool. I had a good time. And then it, I feel like I was like feeling it until I found out that he was your landlord's uh, son. <laughs> there's fine. also moments. There's also something. I probably shouldn't talk too much about this. I haven't told him about the podcast or anything because I'm trying to do this thing where I'm like, like I've been talking about this in therapies. Like I'm someone who like, because I'm able to talk a lot and all that, I get really close with people very quickly. Mm. And and so then I get freaked out by how close we get so quickly. But that's because I'm just sharing my whole life. Uh, <laughs> so I'm one of the people who'd be like, listen, you'd be like, oh yeah, wow, she's like really opening up to me and it's like, she probably shouldn't. Um, but anyway, so I've been like holding just like back, like letting, you know, trying to like let it happen you know so um is that really letting it happen if you like holding back yeah okay like it's not like holding back like i'm not like oh my god i can't ever tell you this you know but it's Mm. more like i'm going to choose like when's the right time to talk to you about something like it's more so like what happens is it's like i get too vulnerable with people too quickly okay and then what happens is, is i'm like I get freaked out by it or I like can't I get scared by it but it's because I've like gone too far I went too far for like what I'm able to actually do if that makes sense so um like talking about the podcast isn't like a bad thing but it's more so like I'm very open on the podcast and people like to listen and all that stuff so it's just you know it's it's kind of just like holding back just a little um until like I'm ready for people to listen to it 
So anyway, so I found out that uh, he was Savoy's land Lord's son only because I was being nosy because I'm I am nosy, and so like he was like putting in like where his address and I was like where you live, and then, <laughs> and then I was like oh shit I was like damn you live really close to my friend Savoy, and I was like oh but I never know what his fucking address is. Oh let me see if I saved it in my phone, and then I didn't save it in my phone but I found it in my um my messages. And then I know I was like, oh damn, y'all are like neighbors. And he was like, he was like, what's his name? And I was like, Savoy, he lives with a T, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, freaked out. And I was just like, why are you so freaked out by this? And he was just like, he was just saying all this shit. And I was just like, well, I mean, it's kind of like it is random. That's it's some, sh- but to me, that's some Chicago shit. You know, that's some New York shit to me too. It's not New York shit. Like Chicago shit, I feel like every black person knows each other, and like you be like, God damn. <laughs> but I feel this. like in New York, yeah, it happens more often than than people give it credit. For. I think all black people know each other. If we like have to think about it real, hard, like you know what I'm saying. Like we we on a for real six degrees of separation. Exactly. With black with black people in wherever you go. But I think it's like one to one in Chicago. Like I'd be like, I can't go goddamn nowhere because I fucked all of y'all. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's my plight. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> that's your story. <laughs> this is why I don't tell people about the podcast because <laughs> they be like, uh. Anyway, but um, that's- he's a very nice guy. I think what I. He's a very nice guy. I will share with you my thoughts later. But okay. there's like some things that I think are weird. Okay. I would love to talk about it in the podcast later, but th- we'll do it later. Yes, let's do. Let's let's hold. Let's hold. Let's hold. Let's hold. Let's let's let's. What do, what am I doing? I am <laughs> holding back just a little, not sharing at all. <laughs> all right, y'all. <laughs> Listen, one. I'm sorry, y'all. Ah, 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 ah. Woo! The ghetto. Uh, ta <laughs> I've been saying that all day. Um, okay, so our guest, we have a guest today. Um, not that we generally have a guest, but you know, sometimes me and Amber like to do just me and Amber episodes, but today we have a guest. Um, she is a photographer, our director and creative consultant who has captured images of Cardi B, Gucci Mane, and her work has been featured by the New York Times, Vogue, and even Nike. Please welcome someone who I met and kind of who came for my love of raisinets. Oh, uh, thank you. Because that shit's I, fucking nasty. I, I, you are a fucking hater. I'm You're not a fucking hater. hater. Yes, you are. are fucking disgusting. No, they're, they're not. They're and not. trying to they're put amazing. some chocolate on some fucking raisins. You know what, Amber? We didn't, Amber, we didn't ask for like, this. Exactly. That's why I came yes. for him. Thank wow. you, Flo. Anyway. Thank you, Flo. <laughs> Flow, everybody, all but I please. So good. Wow, I, mean, I, I can really just sit here and have the interview happen without me. Seriously, like I don't think I need to. You can just ask the questions. And I, like I, you hear so many podcasts, and I think that like hearing good ones or just hearing people who are really just good at the, you know, have a natural chemistry is. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, and that's kind of why like it's hard for me to find a good one. 
So obviously, like, you asking me to be part of it, I would have said yes, but just sitting here and, like, observing in real life, it's awesome. So thank you for having well, me. Well, yeah. thank we, you. Thank you, Flo. <laughs> so, oh, busy hat, we please love welcome. the compliments. No, seriously. You're Especially so her Leo ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel that a little bit. I'm a Leo rising, so it's hey. like, Yeah. <laughs> Gemini, Leo rising, Taurus, Moon. Okay, that's why I like you. I, 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 like, I like Taurus moons. Yeah, I think I need to learn a bit more about what the moons mean. Is it just like your found, not foundation, but like who you are on the inside or something? Yeah, it's like how you like think of yourself and how, yeah, you, yeah. how you like feel with like emotions and stuff. So you probably like to eat. You're probably like a... I don't know. Are you like a homebody? Do you like some? I can be like introverted-ish, more homebody-ish. For the most part, I'm definitely, it's definitely like very extroverted, very social. But I think that, I think I see the tourist side more when it comes to like my values. Like I'm mm-hmm. very like almost conservative when it comes to like, like family structure, like the way mm-hmm. I feel about like right or wrong. Like mm-hmm. I'm kind of black and white in, in those ways. Okay. Um, but then everything else is like a lot more free spirited. Dope. Mm-hmm. Shout out to free spirits. <laughs> woo woo. Free spirits. <laughs> anyway, so Flo, um, t- would you like to tell us anything about yourselves? Any little known facts? Sure, yeah. Anything so, the Bussy Hive should know about you? Sure. Um, well, so yeah, my name is Flo. My full name is Florence. Um, that seems to be like a, a fun fact that people like, like knowing when I introduce myself, especially because a lot of people think my name is like Flan Gala. Like, because my Instagram is my first and last name, which always was weird to me. But I guess, like, if you're following someone on social media, you're seeing their yeah. work, you're not really mm-hmm. thinking about, I mean, you're just seeing a, you know, a name. You yeah. kind of just, so yeah, Flo, Florence. Um, yeah, I'm born and raised in Harlem, a Come on, couple blocks from where we are right now. Um, and Don't I was tell a, people where we are because we like to keep Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say the address, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm from Harlem, so. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm just fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Um, and yeah, I was a figure skater for the first half of my life, um, six to eighteen. My first passion was ice skating, um, and I, I was really, really into it. I still am, and um, yeah, I got up to a jump called the double axel, which is basically like two and a half rotations in the air but I, I became a very powerful skater and a very driven skater um, I used to go to like Bryant Park a lot and I was in Chelsea Pierce summer camp Come on. Um, so yeah shout out to figure skating in Harlem which is a really amazing organization that I've been more involved with now as an alum um, but yeah figure skating yeah I love I love people um, that's a big part of why I love being a photographer I've always been really talkative always been really social and um, yeah, I just feel really blessed. I'm just trying to be out here, and, and 2020 is starting off super well. This is like my first interview podcast thing, Yay. so it's Come really on. exciting. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to break your podcast cherry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, first one of this year. So, but, well, but, 2020. But this is gonna be like, like this year is gonna be like a big year. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is gonna be a good year. So we're, we're, we 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 like to be the first of the decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, and I'm gonna look mm-hmm. back at this in a decade and be like, oh wow, like exactly. They set it off. Exactly. <laughs> These two. Oh cool. Okay. <laughs> oh cool. All right. Yeah. Um. So we'll just jump into it. Bussy pep talks, which is one reason Amber, myself, and the guests are proud of ourselves for the week or love ourselves for the week. It can be. Mm-hmm. Anything, yeah. any any a plethora of reasons. Um, so Flo, what is your bussy pep talk? Why are you proud of yourself this week? Um, I had a really 
great chance to actually be in D.C. for half my week. I went over to the Howard School of Law, um, the Supreme Court, and I got to go to the like National African American Museum, mm-hmm. um, which is incredible and if you haven't been i definitely encourage you to go but um essentially the program i was talking about figure skating in harlem they have a career week and mm-hmm. so kids um during like one of their midwinter recesses or something mm-hmm. um, when i was younger we like got to do some cool stuff too but uh the these individuals had to like apply and like write this you know short essay about why they deserve to go to dc and mm-hmm. so um they asked me to come along and take some photos for them and it was awesome like just learning um, I met Justice Sotomayor, which was amazing, and I have like oh a picture God. with her, which like you're not even allowed to share on social media, so I'm just gonna. Have oh, you can. Yeah, like I guess. Why? I don't know why, but they, I guess, for, like legal reasons, like mm-hmm. you can't. Um, like we we took a group shot, so I'll just you know frame that and keep it in my home. But yeah, I think it was a good week because I was, um, especially with the museum, um, it, it, they curated it so beautifully. You start off like in the basement, and it's sort of like um, talks about slavery and um the trans- transatlantic slave trade um you go up a couple floors it's like more in- into segregation and then you get to like the top floors which are about like achievements in sports and and music mm-hmm. and i think for me like seeing these images like the whole thing's about images right and and images of people on plantations and, and then images of you know people on platforms at the olympics and like just seeing that timeline was really powerful for me and seeing the importance of image making um, and, and and imagery as far as like the way that we document history and then also the way that we frame iconic moments. Um, so I think to answer your question, I think my, my, my proud moment was just kind of being able to rethink about my purpose as a photographer and like mm. what I want it to be, um, especially as a woman of color, um, like for sure just seeing I don't know like you know Serena and Venus and Shirley Chisholm and Harriet Tubman just like these images exist and I can know what this history is because someone you know captured these moments and took these photos so Mm -hmm. that was something I was thinking about my whole bus ride home and I left really emotional um and happy and then also just like seeing the young woman being able to look at that history and, and absorb it and read um it's a lot you know they have like a section devoted to Emmett Till they have like a real rail car in there and like Mm -hmm. I got emotional just seeing like the colored only signs Mm -hmm. like dang you know and then especially um because Pop Smoke's passing had happened this week Mm -hmm. and just thinking like yo people really had to fight for us to just be able to do anything in this country and the fact Mm -hmm. that someone killed their brother you know I mean not literally but just someone who who looked like them is Mm -hmm. crazy and I think that is also what really shifted me a bit and just thinking about I know I just I just hope that young people just really think about you know what their purpose is and and what they're doing you know it's 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 hard out here but yeah it's 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 things like that it's experiences like that that I think more people need to be having to mm-hmm. really get their shit together honestly yeah Word. yeah Amber what's your busty pep talk Oh, well, coming after that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You guys nope, caught me, on, apo- a, caught me on a crazy week. <laughs> don't apologize. I'm inspired. I'm like, yes, Black History Month. Have you guys been to the museum? I have not. I have go, not. Yeah, it's like a four-hour uh, bus ride. Mm-hmm. And then if you go there between 
like the first two hours like you can't make a reservation online it's pretty much all booked up but if you get like, there like the first two hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like 30 minutes before they open or something you can really have a couple mm-hmm. um, hours after that they don't let you in if you just like walk in yeah so I encourage um so this has been a tough week like emotionally but I am proud that I was able to literally I, like I worked out three days of this week and that was really cool so i'm proud of myself for that and it was very helpful because uh i was like so boy we need to go work out and so he came with me to work out on monday and so so it kind of like jump started and ran to a nigga who dick i slept who tried to pound me off but anyways we'll go keep going dat me off sorry um, but yes, that's what I'm I love how of. my mouth dropped and she just kept going. That's really because I heard that they were French. Okay. <laughs> I was there basically. <laughs> I didn't see the dap, but he tried to dap you up after. No, he tried to dap me off. Like, and I was like, "Sir, I had your dick in my mouth. Don't wow. dap me." Wow. Uh, anyway, that's interesting. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna I do think... that shit. If you dap somebody off, I just... really will. Fucking, I can't wait. Use that ass. I've been in a position not directly like that, but this guy, I saw him at a listening party and I hate this nigga. And he had the audacity to say hi to me. And I remember being like, You literally had me fucked up all yeah. 2018. How dare you even look at me? And the worst part was he danced with my sister. I don't know if he knew it was my sister, but it was so awkward. I literally went and yanked her away from him. Like, don't <laughs> fucking touch her. And she knew, she obviously knew who he was and like what, you know, the trauma he put me through. And I'm not Why sure. Why was she dancing? Like, I don't know if, if you know, like you're standing and someone like, you know, pulls you from oh, behind or something. You, I don't know. You, like she, I don't even know if she knew what he looked like. I, I think she probably did, but she felt really bad after. So like okay. clearly, you know, but that was, yeah, I've been in that situation. It's really awkward. See, I am, but we even get, see that like you hate that nigga. I don't know. That, like we don't oh, have no, like we ain't got no bad history. I sucked his dick. He told me I sucked his dick the longest I've ever been sucked. I deserve more than a goddamn dad. Oh, Anyways, you wanted more. Okay. I, I just was like, uh, I guess he wanted a hug. <laughs> I gave him a hug because not because like I'm at all attached. It's just like customary. Like, I know you. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 know you. <laughs> I know you. I know you. I know you. Your dick was in my mouth. Anyways, <laughs> this is not about oh, me. Wow. <laughs> but my we had opposite. Felt, yeah, we had opposite. <laughs> my pussy felt so. <laughs> I just made it through the week. It's, it's, same Amen. as Amber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes the weeks just be, woo, child, this was a month. Mm-hmm. The week felt like a month. But, oh, no, actually, my pussy pep talk is I took, after my my day early in the week, normally I would just be like, I'm doing better with this whole like just dating. I'm trying or I'm trying to do better with mm-hmm. dating. Mm-hmm. And even if the experience doesn't go well, because me and Amber talked about this on Monday, still like being like, okay, what did I learn from this? Mm. And I learned that sometimes you just don't have chemistry. Yeah, and that's okay. And afterwards, much. take yourself to a movie if the day doesn't. Mm. So I went to go see the photograph by yourself. Yes, I love that. And I was like, oh, I'm still gonna go to the movies. I'm still gonna have a good night. And I came home and I was dancing. My roommate was like, why are you dancing? It wasn't that good of a day. And I was like, no, I'm just happy. Wow, that's so beautiful. Gross. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Can we talk about the photograph really quickly? Yeah. We won't do any spoilers or anything. I, 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 oh, okay. Uh, okay. How did you? What did you think? I thought it was good. Me too. Yeah. I feel like on Twitter I saw that it was like boring. I. I, th- I can see how people think it's boring. Yeah. Definitely. But I didn't find it boring. I, I thought didn't it was just, I thought either. it was cute. I felt like it was like nostalgic. Literally, that's the best word to describe it. Cute. cute. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like it was like reminiscent of like, obviously like a Love Jones and like, 
you know, Brown mm. Sugar, like those type of movies back in the day. Uh, and you could tell it was directed by a black woman. Yeah. I feel like, like when I saw, I was like directed by Stella McGee. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Are I you familiar with her before? I never I'm heard n- of her. I'm not familiar with her at all, but like sometimes I feel like I've been watching things and I'm like, why do I connect with this? Mm. And then I'm like, oh, a woman did this. <laughs> no wonder it's good. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so that's what, um, but I thought it was good. Visually, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The, the soundtrack was amazing. Yeah. Um, Lakeith is fine as fuck. Um, even Lil Rail was looking cute in that. Uh, Lil Rail didn't look good in this movie. He looked good in this movie. Lil Rail stepped his cookies up. I okay? was like, okay, I can believe you with, uh, what's her name? Tiana Perry. With Tiana Perry. That's right. Because at first I was like, this would never happen in real life. (laughs) But. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Come on. Tiana's a fucking like 15, you know? (laughs) Um, But yes, it's a good movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it too. And it's cute. It's, it's, very, it's a cute date movie. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, as always. It's funny, um, not, sorry, it's funny because, like, in the group chat I have with some of my friends, they were like, it wasn't, <laughs> my friend was like, you could tell the budget wasn't the same as Queen and Slim's, and I was like, damn, I'm still going to see but it. I didn't see Queen and Slim. Okay, yeah, I think, I think I also, she was, they were comparing it. And but I they're was, not really comparable. They're not the same. It's like not apples and oranges. Yeah. Maybe. I, I didn't see Quentin Slim because I love Melina Masukas and like I don't want to see her fail. <gasps> you just don't you just don't wanna bother. You think it I think it's gonna be trash. Oh. I, I feel that. Sometimes I'm like, let me just Lena not Way. watch. I, I think I can say it right now. I, I think I hate I think I can say I, it. That's openly. so interesting. I've also like been like I'm not gonna do that publicly. Um <laughs> But I did it. Hey, <laughs> But yes, Queen and Slim. I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like they promoted it a lot. They did. And sometimes, I mean, maybe you can speak more because you're actually in PR, but I almost feel like sometimes when people promote things a lot, it's like, it, it's it's almost, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like it's bad, but it's almost like if, if, if you feel like you doing, almost don't have to see it, but all, no, it's like if it was doing what it needed to do, you wouldn't have to be promoting it so much because it would just be talked about anyway. Like that could just yeah. be my like logically, that's what I always think about. But or I, they could I just have been like, let's just do a bunch of great, great content and cool creative stuff. I understand what you're saying, you know? but I think with like black movies, there's not enough mm. like PR. Like there's Period. some black movies that you're like, I have never heard of this or didn't even know about it until like it came out. So, so I mean, if it got the the backing, that is amazing and that is great, right? And plus, um, Lena comes from like a PR background, right? Or a marketing background. Mm-mm, I don't think so. I think she comes from a marketing background because that's her, because Dear White People, she like marketed oh. it back in the day. And like, Dear White People was probably one of the biggest, like, I remember I saw Dear White People everywhere. Mm. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> Let's get to but For it. the person you don't like. Huh? For the person you don't like. What do you mean? Wait, what did you just say? I wasn't gonna publicly say that. Oh yeah, but what do you mean by no? I was just saying. What yeah, I, I was about just being. Lena. Yeah, I was just a random fact about Lena about the person you don't like. Yeah, I used to like her. I'm messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, we gonna start in. We gonna start with eat. As anyone who's new to podcast, we go in order. Eat, break that. Um. Okay. So first, eat question: Who has the best Jolof? Nigeria oh Jolof <laughs> is it see I pronounce it incorrectly yeah that. it's not it's not like Jolof it's it's like Jolof J- Jolof, Jolof rice Jolof, Jolof rice almost Jolof like rice. J 
almost like J-U-H, Jalof, right? Yeah, like, rice. I, like Jala, not Joe. Yeah. Okay. Jala. 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 Yeah, Jala. that's better. Oh, ah. Rice, Nigeria, Ghana, or another country we failed to mention. It's actually Senegal. Oh. <laughs> and I always, <laughs> I, first of all, I was really like blessed enough to, that's the only country I've ever visited in Africa. My mom is um, actually Nigerian from the north, Taraba State, and my dad was Cameroonian. But I went to Senegal in 2016, and I stayed with um, a Senegalese family who I was working with, and I, like, just, like, that shit is different. And even back home, like, in Harlem, there's, like, a lot of, like, Senegalese restaurants, and and I think that's definitely the most prominent, um, like, country. Well, Nigeria for sure, but I think specifically specifically in Harlem, like, literally just go down 116th, and it's, like, like, literally, like... A lot of Senegalese restaurants, so I've always kind of felt that it was the best. best. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I think they don't even need to be part of the discussion. It's like if you know, you know. Like, <laughs> damn. If it's you know, true. you know. Yeah. Is there is there a restaurant we should go to or we should try? Um, there's Africa Kine right on Seventh mm-hmm. that I love. It's like near the shrine. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but um, definitely like. It's like a, I don't know, not like a speakeasy vibe, but it's sort of like you, if you go into an African restaurant, you see like, you know, like the cab drivers, like the, you know, like the guys, like and if you walk in and they're not speaking their dialect, you, you probably, you probably should walk out. Yeah. Like if you, if you don't, if you don't hear the dialect, if, if, if there's not like a soccer game playing <laughs> on, on TV <laughs> or like this is not the place you need to yeah be. <laughs> you know what I mean a side game or like the news like a European news station mm-hmm. like then yeah so if I walk in and they playing <laughs> some like regular ass NBC walk the fuck out <laughs> yeah like it's yeah I guess like you know what I mean or it, it Flo has trying to, to be nice but her face said <laughs> yep it has to be like a movie or like a soccer game okay. or someone has to be arguing okay. you know it has to be like arguments happening I'm, I'm with it like that's kind of how you know it's the vibe <laughs> I'm dying ever talking about I'm with it because her ass loves some fucking drama so she walk into a restaurant and see somebody arguing she gonna be like yes yes sit yeah, down yeah, yeah. let's sit down right now and, if, and you can't like you have to just like not understand or like if you have friends who maybe understand like you know I have I have some friends who like speak well of for like French mm-hmm. and like I'll be like what are they saying you know but that's that's how I know that I'm in the right place okay usually like dim lighting <laughs> <laughs> you're painting this picture so well yeah you know so. what I mean you'll know, you'll know what I mean once you experience it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to be able like to see am like, I gonna in be the safe back. there as a, yeah. as a gay man yes. okay I yes. just wanna make sure yes yes I went I went to like I, I got like some Senegalese food like the other day and they were playing um this like legendary um artist named like Yusu and I know his last name starts with a and I don't want to mess it up, but he like, I was kind of smacked, and I was just like, "What is this music? It's so beautiful." And then I ended up asking the guy who was behind the register like all these questions, and he was like, "Yeah, he's like iconic. He's like the Michael Jackson of, you know, like, like not maybe not Senegal, but like Senegal, Mali, Guinea, like those countries." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow!" Like I was so excited. Um, but he was playing like a concert video you know it's just like one of those things where like they're playing things that are culturally is it Yusu Indoor yeah okay. yes beautiful you should know you should look up 
just beautiful, just beautiful music. And I was like, wow, this is so good. But anyway, so yeah, that's Senegalese Love. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you recently did Sprite's campaign, Thirst, yeah. Thirst for Yours. What, who, or what are you thirsting for at the moment? That's a good question. I'm like really in a thirsty for like my career, my bags. I'm so focused and I'm really happy to be able to finally say that. Like if you ask my guy friends or girlfriends, like I'm kind of like notorious for having like nigga problems for no reason. Like it's just me making, it's like, it's like I really overanalyze everything and I just am so in my head and I'm a perfectionist about stuff. I don't know how to turn it off when it comes to like real life. And it's sort of a blessing and a curse, but I'm learning to separate the two. And so going into 2020, I found myself like um, reading a bit more and just like getting to the bottom of like my toxic behaviors and really realizing like, yo, I cannot love anyone until I love my fucking self. And that is like I've heard it so many times that it really hit me. Like, what do I like? How could I even you know what I mean? Like, what am I looking for? I don't even know who I am. And so mm-hmm. that really was like a veil lifted from um, my eyes. And starting off in January, I was really blessed to have some great opportunities and be working. And so I'm like in LA, like doing cool shit. I'm like, what am I oppressed about? You know, like I'm 24 and I'm blessed and I'm living my life. I don't got no kids. I don't have no crazy bills. Like I'm just like working. Like I should just be working and working and creating my legacy so that's what I'm really really thirsty for and I'm still like slipping up a bit like I'm still trying to get on that you know steady consistent path but I've really felt more focused than I ever felt in my life and I'm seeing how God is working and like really you know those things are manifesting for me and things are uh, attracting or I guess I'm attracting things that Mm -hmm. I want um so yeah I'm thirsty for that (laughs) I'm all thirsty for the bag thirsty for the bag (laughs) What's a condiment you can't get enough of? Barbecue sauce. Next question. <laughs> Period. Next, I, <laughs> done. Barbecue sauce is my favorite. I'm a big condiments person, though, so I'm, like, a messy eater, like, mm-hmm. I love, like, I'll get, like, barbecue sauce, like, honey mustard, ranch. Like, I love, like, I need all of that hot sauce. Mm. Like, everything. Like, at least, like, an average of, like, three to four. Even, like, last night, I got halal for my, like, halal spot and he was like what do you want I'm like white barbecue hot <laughs> so but barbecue is like my favorite 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 condiment okay shout out to barbecue sauce undisputed uh, 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 queen <laughs> um what's your favorite snack to eat while eating I mean while working wow while <laughs> that's I be snacking while I eat too <laughs> you know <laughs> um I saw a quote the other day that was like you know your fat ass when after you finish eating you'd be like all right now i need something sweet and i was like <laughs> that's me right <laughs> like i was like, that's so funny um i love candy i have a really really big sweet tooth um specifically like lifesaver gummies mm. the berry version <laughs> and that's how you come know. on come on you know the berry I mean? version it's they're so good um what else like yeah candy um, I'm like a white chocolate Hershey's girl as well. Um, sometimes like a milk chocolate Hershey's. Uh, I like ice cream can- candy or like chocolate bars. Like, you know, like those, like the Magnum chocolate bars, like uh, the Snicker chocolate bars. Oh, okay. So, like the, but they're, they're the ice cream ones. Yeah. Like sometimes okay. I'll just get cravings for those. So I like snacking on those. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, one meal that your family makes for the holidays that you can't stand? Um, there's not really any, actually. I okay. think I'm not like a huge cook, and I, and I hope that in 2020 I'll get better with um, <laughs> feeding myself. I'm definitely more of like a fast food Same. person, you know? But like, I think that when we, for the holidays, um, my family and I, like, it's pretty collaborative where we try to be. So we'll all kind of like do our dishes. Mm-hmm. Like the ones, you know, the ones that we're. <clears throat> like good at or like like to make and um yeah I, I think it's it's always fun something that's like bad i'm also like not a picky eater like i kind of eat <laughs> anything okay. so yeah fair <laughs> all right complete the sentence um the weirdest place i've ever eaten is <laughs> so one time me my like ex-boyfriend when i've only had one boyfriend but like it was it was really important to me at the time. We went to like this place on Gun Hill. It's like buffet, um, and then we like hooked up in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> but like it was so dirty. Like you ate in the bathroom. No, or we just ate. In, we you ate in this nasty so we, buffet. We ate in like a nasty. But it was just like one of those places. Well, buffets in general like are kind of nasty just because it's like why do you have so much food all the time yeah but we um it was cute because i really wanted to go to one and i think he like found one um was this like one of those like wire kind of like wire like the wire like they had like those signature oh really no yeah but it it was like i think it was just like desolate in there like you know there was like again like dim lighting but it's almost like (laughs) <laughs> because it was dim I'm like oh this is sus but um, <laughs> it was no decoration it was like just yeah. the, the, the bright light aluminum that was, it was one of those um, the food was I guess it wasn't terrible but I think it was just like maybe this food is like not prepared in the best way yeah <laughs> but you you were so excited by the food and your boyfriend bring you to a buffet that you was like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, in the bathroom. Yeah, it was. <laughs> wait, what'd you say? What's the last part? Let's do it in the bathroom. I think that we just like were adventurous in that way. And okay. like after a while, we just kind of started to like, like, oh, let's just like check things off our like list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> he was like more with the shits than I was because um, he was just like a wild nigga but um, it was it was it made it for a good story after. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Do y'all do like do people do that stuff? Like yeah, yeah. Like just for you know, like in a, yeah. we did like a, right. in a movie theater I'll, once oh. on a roof. <laughs> I've never done it. I've never done it in a movie theater. I was about to say you definitely done did it on a roof. Roofs are the vibe, especially in the summer. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> He's just laughing at this story. Oh. One day I will share. Okay. Because <laughs> it's yeah. a funny story. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel like it's it's fun to like find someone that is with the shit. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. have to, and it's like adrenaline, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, oh my gosh, like wow. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Where is where? Okay, I know we ain't eat, but like, where's the wildest place you've had sex? Savoy. I'm really vanilla. I don't think I've had. Really? You've never had. Well, that makes sense. Low key. Yeah, I've never had sex. Like, like it's not like low key is not safe, right? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, low key, like yeah. Low so key. everywhere I've had sex. I mean, I get. Yeah. But Scorpios are like, aren't they known for being like the freaks? I mean, I'm a nasty oh, motherfucker nasty. In, the, in a bed. Oh, but you but just like, like to. We ain't just did it. Like I ain't done it in like a place. A, where, a like, public place. A public yeah. place. Okay. I think. I mean, I sucked a dick on the side of the road one time. That's a side of highway. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> on this wait on the wow that's on the side of the highway. That's, that's yeah. real. So the with so cars going like, by, trucks yeah. going. <laughs> but at one point, <laughs> so I just want to be clear that at one point this is so trash, but now I can laugh at it because now I'm at a better place with it. Woo child, thank God for growth. But at one point I was like, I was doing my job and the car was moving and he was like, "Stop doing it so hard, you're shaking." Oh, you were in a car. Yeah. Like oh, we okay. Car. And it was moving. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I was you moving were, the car. I thought you were oh. literally on the side. Oh, no. Yeah, no, me no, too. No, me too. No, no. And then when he said he was doing his job, I was like, what was your past <laughs> job? I'm like, what were you involved in? I was confused. Ah. <laughs> Wait, so the car was driving or the car was parked? It was, it was parked. parked. But he was like gotcha. doing his job okay. so while the car was moving. Yeah. From okay. like the. That's kind of what's up. Um. Mm, this isn't necessarily I don't know if this is the wildest place but this is one place I think about like one time I was at work I used to work at this place um in Atlanta I, I, it was called Pascal's it's like this, it's actually a really like well-known place Martin Luther King used to like go there wow. back in the day because it was the only it was the only restaurant in Georgia that was open for black people to sit down wow, and eat wow now I have to go there next go to Pascal's time. yes is it just one is it the one place or yeah it's, like it's, just one. Wow. it's just one so and it's just like one is this why you be less than after <laughs> this is why I lust after Martin um, you have a thing for Martin Oh, you know I, I could see that Martin Luther King he was yeah he was, he was, he was, a catch. He was also a hoe we, right. all, we know he was a Oh. Are all men? He huh? Are all, all men? No, but he was like hoeing back then. You know, I have to read up on that. Sometimes that's like a part of history I try to avoid. Like I've heard it, but I'm like I don't he even want to think here. about. He was out. It's here. like when the it's like when the Bill Cosby stuff happened. Like that was hard for me. I'm like I don't even want to. Like I know it, but I just don't even want to look into it because I just more. know yeah. so. Like, I admire this person so well, much. Hopefully it was consensual from MLK, but for, sure. for Pascal. <laughs> Um, there used to be so there was like a uh, banquet hall above us and so mm. uh, me and my boyfriend came in and then we fucked in the in the bathroom uh, in the upstairs and it was like a larger bathroom it was mm. really nice okay come on elegance mm-hmm. elegance <laughs> elegance I don't know cause I was still in like my server clothes <laughs> oh you worked there I worked there oh I was at work y'all are just and I out said, important parts and of your I crazy said, stories I said oh I thought I'm so sorry I thought I said that so no, I worked at pa- I worked at Pascal's <laughs> and my boyfriend came at the time he came to meet me at work and we were like let's do it I like love doing that. your lunch break no <laughs> There, it was it wow. was a slow day. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Slow <laughs> day. Oh, that's oh that's that's what we're gonna call it. All right, so we gonna go into pray. We start pray the same motherfucking way every motherfucking time. What is your passion? Creating honest moments with people. Okay. creating authentic honest moments with people obviously photography but I wanted to kind of give it like that's the reason why I love photography mm-hmm. connecting and creating and curating I would say honest like dope moments with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how do you think you do that like how do you yeah I think I think on an everyday basis just like in the conversations I have the way that I think like I mentioned, I was always pretty talkative, and I, I think that um, if I wasn't a photographer, like growing up, I, <laughs> my parents always told me I should go into law, just because I was always like, you know, when I'm passionate about something, um, I kind of just go in, and then mm-hmm. uh, I've al- I was always like one of those like kids 
that were like in the gifted and talented uh, classes or like one of the smarter kids in like my my year. So like just thinking and analyzing and just being a quick thinker was a, was and is um, a big part of my personality. So um, yeah, like I I love talking to people about what they love and what they're passionate about. I love listening and asking questions. Like that's a big part of something that makes me feel happy. Like you know people just being like. Like, when I met Justice Sotomayor, I asked her a question that had to do with, like, the Denzel Washington movie I watched called Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, where he's, like, a lawyer, mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks is in it, and she was like, that was a fascinating question, and, like, that kind of stuff when I was a kid used to always make me feel so happy because I felt like someone knew that I was listening or, like, connecting dots well enough to mm-hmm. to, to ask something that mm-hmm. they were challenged by. Mm-hmm. So, I think the better questions the better conversations and then in regards to the arts and like photography um it's definitely important like a lot of times I find myself talking to subjects when I'm capturing them just to kind of make people feel more comfortable but then also like I do care about what people care about and I kind of have like a bit of like a hyper empathy thing that like I think about sometimes like I'll watch things and, and really feel them and it's super visceral for me so um yeah life is short and you know communication is really everything like we're doing it right now and I think about how you know you can pass or meet someone who might be the love of your life or like the best friend you could ever have but if you guys don't speak the same language for example you know like like that that is something that's so interesting to me I think about that or like if you were born in different places you know we're just here because of a bunch of factors and shit that's out of our control so anytime um I can effectively communicate and have a moment with people um, is powerful to me. So I'm just really lucky to be a photographer and be able to immortalize those moments and, and that energy and tell stories. And like pretty much every photo I've ever taken, like I just know the story behind it and, mm. and what went on behind it. Yeah. So just more of that. Okay. More of that. <clears throat> what was the first pet photo you took that made you think, wow, I want to be a photographer? The first paid photo you said? No, what was the first photo you ever took? Oh. Like the first time you ever took a photo and you were like, Wow, I wanna I wanna do this. Um I don't know if it was like a first, but I know there was like a, a series or like an era of me shooting that um really did it for me. And it was just kinda like in high school, like using um like the film camera that my um photo teacher let us use. Shout out to Miss Johnson, um, from Horace Man. And um I would, like, go to school and get on the one train or get on the A to transfer to the one and, like, just have my camera with me always. And I was a lot... I think I was almost, like, more... uh, I don't know. I was, like, less fearful of, like, strangers then. Um, And because I was seeing images of street photography, that's what I emulated. And so being, like, someone who captured images of strangers and moments and, like, all of that, was really what started to make me feel like a real photographer. And mm-hmm. it takes a certain level of skill, I think, to like work with um, conditions out of your control. And that's why I always respected chief photography. And I love like studio and things that are more set up. But for me, it's about like those raw moments, those natural moments. And so I look back at images I took of like young girls on 145th Street who were just like talking outside the library and remember having to ask them to like create that moment for me while them looking at me while they look at me like what you know like that kind of stuff really pushed me as an artist and pushed Mm -hmm. me as a photographer or um 
you know, just being aware, being alert. And so those moments in that period of time when I was like 15, 16 was what really made me realize, all right, I'm kind of becoming a photographer. It took me a while to be like, oh, I'm an artist. Um, that word felt a lot heavier for me. Mm. But uh, through a lot of the self-portrait work I would do on my own at home, my neighbor once was like, yeah, you're an artist. And when she said it, I think it started to like resonate a bit more as I created more work. So yeah, I always felt like the photography thing was something I felt natural, naturally. Well, something I felt comfortable claiming naturally. Being an artist, I've had to kind of come into owning that title. Why was it so hard for you to like own that title? I know, it almost felt like I was getting too much credit or something. It felt like, I don't know, like, it just felt like serious or like a form of legitimacy that I didn't think I deserved. Mm even though I technically was, like, creating artistic moments. So it was almost like someone else saying it. I was like, okay. So someone sees it, and and it just felt more comfortable. I don't know, almost like a little bit of, like, imposter syndrome. Like, I didn't want to, like, claim something that, like, I was doing for a class. I'm, like, an artist. Like, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely feel a lot more comfortable um, now that I've done a lot more work and I feel like I've proven myself to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm comfortable saying, like, I'm an artist, I'm an image maker, I'm a creative person, mm-hmm. I think creatively, and, and so on and so forth. Well, that is... Because I was going to ask you about imposter syndrome in general. Mm. Um, because you've you've literally photograph some of the biggest names and artists like of our time Mm -hmm. and and so like and you're also under the age of 25 Mm -hmm. so do you ever deal like obviously you said that you've dealt with imposter syndrome and if people don't know what imposter syndrome is is basically like feelings of inadequacy despite like having a bunch of success um but how do you kind of like get through that imposter syndrome yeah it's i'm getting a lot better at it um I'm really fortunate to have a really great relationship with my family. Um, my mom and my sister specifically are like my best friends. And um, I remember it didn't really happen to me that bad until like, I don't know, it's like when you work with celebrities, people, and you guys could probably agree with this, like people like expect these things of you that like, if you're not grounded in who you are and like what your purpose is, that imposter syndrome will really hit crazy. So I know, especially with Cardi, like she would be doing things and traveling and, you know, minding her business, living her life. And people would be like, hey, look, are you going to be here with her? Are you going to be doing this? And I started to feel like, I, like, I don't know, like, I'm not what people are expecting me to be. And so mm. even with the term personal photographer, like I consider a personal photographer someone who is traveling with the artists with her all the time or with them all the time. You know, like I think about people like Beyonce or like... um I don't know, like, a lot of people, like, a lot of artists have, like, Saweetie, for example, like, I was just, like, on her page when I was coming here, like, people have people who are with them, like, a lot, mm-hmm. and with her, it wasn't, like, I've definitely personally photographed her before, like, she's said to, like, she's introduced me as her photographer before, but, like, I didn't ever, I, I never really, like, felt comfortable comfortable saying, like, I'm her personal photographer, and then you have, like, people interviewing you and giving you, like, these more clickbait headlines and, like, mm-hmm. meet the, you know, this and that, and then I kind of started kind of started to feel like, dang, like, like, I'm not, like, I'm just pretending to, not pretending, but, like, I'm expected or being expected to have this, like, association with this person that I've never, mm-hmm. you know, 
So I think the ways that I've combated that have just been being really um, clear with myself about who I am, being really honest um, in the questions I answer and the things I say. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like try and what's the word? You know, exaggerate it. Like mm-hmm. or, or you know, I, I answer things accurately, and so I think it's just about being honest. It feels so much more refreshing to just be like, "Hey, like this is what it is," and it also helps to break the imposter syndrome because the people are actually like interested in your work and reading about you and doing their due diligence of like I don't know, like looking at the articles you post or reading stuff. Then they're seeing what the truth is, and then mm-hmm. they start to oh, she's not out with her all the time, but when she is with her, this is what she's doing, or this, mm-hmm. is, you know, so. It's that, and then there was another thing I was um, thinking about that I forgot. But I think that was the, that's the main imposter syndrome I felt, especially because she's such a big artist right. that people are just like, you know. And I'm like, Ugh, like I don't know what she's doing. I don't know where she'll always be. Like I'm just someone who's out here. Like when I get hit up by her or whatever or whatever to to go and shoot, like I'll you know I'm, I'm just as excited because I'm also a consumer and someone who was a fan of her mm-hmm. and her come up before I started working with her so um, yeah I think just being honest with yourself and having a good support system and people around you like I feel really confident in the images I've been able to take of her in the time that we've worked together and um, that is just a really important body of work for me and capturing her like in you know these phases of her life i'm really proud of that so there's no reason why i should feel like i need to prove to anyone anything you know that yeah. like 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 it's just there's just no reason to so yeah definitely learning yeah and you said something your um your we transfer interview mm-hmm. that i really liked you were like um oh thanks for reading it no problem. <laughs> we do research here um plus <laughs> you know I said, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh cool um so um, you said I'm not here to be her best friend. I'm here to take the mm. best, the best images, and I that really spoke to me because mm. I think so often, kind of in like our in entertainment, Intrigue. I think yep. I think people are always trying to like be mm, the best buddy, friend buddy, buddy. Mm-hmm. and I'm like. I'm always very clear and I think people always think that's really mean mm. but I'm like I'm. this is a job mm-hmm. like it's a passion mm-hmm. but it's still a job and like I don't like yes me and my clients are close but we not I'm not here to be yeah. I'm not trying to be at every I'm not trying to latch on to every moment yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying I know I know that we can probably all three of us can probably name people that we know like people members of people's team who literally right. they just there just to be there and be yeah, friends. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not that. Like yeah. I'm, I'm here to do a job and if I'm not doing the job I'm probably not gonna be around because yeah. we're not friends because you're paying me. Yeah, yeah. But I think <laughs> I think it's like I'm also not opposed to that at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that one day If like, it happens if organically. I, yeah, exactly. If it happens organically and if I meet someone like for example I just had a uh, I was just talking to someone's manager today who I might be like going on tour with and I'm like she's young she's cool like I like her music that would be dope if we like became friends but I think to your point it's like you being yourself is why people like who are in these positions of fame or fortune or whatever can appreciate you more because they're around so much of that that it's like oh this person's just coming in making me look good or or, or you know whatever and minding their business, you know? And that energy is super real, especially when you're an image maker because people just get so paranoid about having their photo taken. I'm sure you have, like, a lot of stories about situations you've been in, too. So I think I'm just going continue to continue to try and just, like, keep my integrity with that. Like, I am, like, a young woman, like, from uptown who, like, likes taking pictures, and that's 
what I'm doing, you know? So we've, like, had our moments of being able to relate, both being from New York or, like, conversations, like, she's had with, like, her teen. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm sitting there, like, in a corner, like, never talking to them, like, you know? Um, but... I think that it's a beautiful thing to just be like, yeah, like I'm really confident in what I do and I don't have to overcompensate by like trying to like kiss someone's ass or whatever just right. to. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, and it gets draining because then you're just like, I don't know, like it makes you think about how you value like celebrities and like how our society values. And I think about those things all the time because I'm always like, I'm always dealing with this. Like, you know, you get weird DMs and, and stuff and you're like, yo, like, People really like this is so important to them and so and so big and mm. I don't not to like put anyone down but it's like the more I'm doing my work and the things I love the less I'll feel like I have to be attached to a certain person or thing or anything. Yeah. Exactly. But God bless her and um, what she's been doing and her come up as a young woman as well. Okay. Um, so it's been a little over a year since your photograph of the black black ice mm. ice skaters made it to the front page of New York Times. Shout out to you. How has your photography grown since that iconic since since the iconic work and what story slash images do you hope to capture in 2020? It's so funny because like I don't feel like that's iconic, but I'm definitely gonna look back in like five ten years and be like oh shit like that was fire like I did that. <laughs> that was fucking fire. <laughs> I'll say I'll tell it. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Iconic. Thank you. Iconic. Thank you. Um, how has it grown? Um, well, 2019 was really the year that I think was like the setup for like everything. Like working with like brands like Nike a bunch of times. I work with Facebook. Um, some of like the Met Gala photos. I took like it really felt like like yo like I've arrived at <clears throat> this um like this point of like okay this is my name's Flo and this is what I do and and I don't know like it just felt like it gave me a certain level of like um not se- security but just like all right like I'm here you know and I think like I said like it doesn't feel like iconic I, to me now but it's like a lot of photographers have been working for a long time and being able to work with the New York Times in any capacity is fucking crazy mm-hmm. let alone like have a photo that makes it to the cover and the way they do it is like they'll have like editors meetings and then they'll decide like what stories are worth like you know making like the editors cut which I had to learn because I, I don't read enough <laughs> honestly but um, yeah that just really I think set the tone for me you know what I mean? It's like you the phrase like um I price went up, like I definitely was talking my <laughs> shit after that. <laughs> I definitely was like, yo. Ah, ah, and <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I have to I have to remind myself, you know, because it's it's still like I'm doing what I love, but it's like, yo, I did this thing and it really puts me in a position where I can truly, truly even if that was the only big thing I did for all of twenty nineteen, um, it was huge. So yeah, definitely. Um, I still shoot the same. I still, like, I think work in the same way, but being able to capture such a specific um, demographic of young women that people have not seen before and then have that be, like, my story and have it be a, uh, be on a platform like The Times, it was just, like, all these, like, checkboxes. Mm. You know what I mean? And then they, like, a lot of people were able to donate money to them, which was so dope. And um, they run the Today Show, and I got to meet Al Roker, and like that was so cool. And I was like, wow, look at the power of like good image making. Because it would have been one thing to like take the photos and just like, you know, like it, it probably isn't that hard to make black girls on ice look great um, because it's just a, a great thing. But 
for it to be received that way and for me to know that I want to keep that integrity of making good images regardless like even McCarty like I don't compromise uh with image making like just because my taste and my standard for myself is already like so high and that's kind of how I got here by just like trying to make the best photo um because I had that kind of be like the ethos of how I create um it's so cool to see other people who like work at agencies and work at great platforms who have that eye as well or like who are um looking for young image makers looking for great image makers be able to see a story and not just be like okay you know that like let's reach out to her because it's new york times or let's reach out to her because because this is a great photo mm-hmm. and i think a lot of times like i look at image image makers and like uh just be like yo this isn't a this isn't a great image to me you know like this is a celebrity or this is a great moment it's a great platform but this is like not a fire photo and um that's that's just really what set the tone for me last year and i think that's what i'm gonna have to keep reminding myself um to do like as you know more opportunities come in just not compromising um when it comes to what a good image looks and feels like to me and when you were it just made me think of like when you were talking about when you went to the museum and just seeing all the images Mm -hmm. like i know you aren't thinking that this new york times photo is iconic but like we're gonna look back on that photo and be like wow this is a moment in time this is a moment Mm. in history and this is also something that like i mean as a as a black person this is something obviously that like i know about like i know that there are black ice skaters but this was something that you it was almost like a niche group yeah yeah literally and it was something that is exactly (laughs) and so it was something that you were able to highlight and so so whenever anyone looks up right okay okay they're gonna find you that's true okay i never thought about like that that's fine they have, they have, um, don't worry. We, we've been doing this longer than you. We, we, we can tell you how to make it, make it, how to, how to make it feel iconic it, for you. It's iconic. Well, it's iconic for, Period. it's it's iconic for black women. It's iconic for, uh, people who live in Harlem. Like, yeah. 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 It's, it's like, it's something that I think will last the test of time. And Thank I think that's so why much. so many people have resonated with that photo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I think, um, in the actual museum, they have like um, I don't know if you guys know who Debbie Thomas is, but mm-hmm. she was the first. Uh, for those who don't know, she was the first um, African American to, I want to say, medal the Winter Olympics. Definitely like the first in figure skating, but I think I want to say like in a Winter Olympic sport, and that was in 1988 mm-hmm. in Calgary. Um, I don't know what state that is, but I know that that was really iconic because she was a black skater when you look up you can't talk about black women skating and not think about her so like to your point like when i was in the museum they had like her skates which i guess she donated and Mm -hmm. like her dress from like one of her performances Mm -hmm. um but i was like wow this is so cool like this is in a museum so hopefully my images will you know god willing go on to live in a way like that is as you know immortalized as that yeah um and just to kind of change gears just a little bit um you said that one like you said that the one person you would like to photograph is your father who uh, passed away in 2008. Oh, that got um, me emotional here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you. I, I mean, you know, that's, that's tough. Um, what do you envision that portrait to look like? Um, okay. So my dad was basically the reason why like I'm in this country. Um, he was, a, he was a brilliant man. He was so smart and he actually had like a double masters. He came here to pursue a PhD, um, at NYU. And unfortunately he couldn't finish the degree because, um, my grandfather 
couldn't um, continue to sponsor him. Like, and I've actually found the documents where like it's like typewritten, like you know Thomas. That was my dad's name. Like, we, you know, we uh, there's not enough like cattle or something like that. Like, like, I remember finding the document and being like, "Yo, like this shit is real out here for me. Like, people really sacrificed for me to be here. Like, you know what I mean? People were like se- selling livestock to put my dad through like." school that's crazy mm-hmm. so um yeah he was he was so smart and and um if i if i was to create an image of him i think it would be two things so kind of like going off of what i was saying before with being like a photojournalist but also a portrait someone who loves like portraits mm-hmm. um i have very like fond memories of my dad working like he was he had he was a hard worker and he had really great work ethic um when it came to his business so after he um left nyu or had to drop out of nyu he uh, went on to just be an entrepreneur and they used to have these um things called like calling card centers Mm -hmm. um where you would like go and buy a calling card and like call internationally so on 125th street (laughs) in like 8th avenue 7th or 8th avenue my parents set up a shop there and my mom did hair and then you know where corner social is Mm -hmm. so like that entire space like that was my parents store like i grew Mm -hmm. up literally like playing double dutch and then going inside and like ringing people up on the register but like it's so cool to be in that space and like this is one guy who works there who remembers me from from being young but anyway so i kind of I have have this memory of my dad being like a hard worker, being entrepreneur. So I think the the photo would look like definitely a candidate of him like in really low lighting, because um, he would work in the dark and just have like a single lamp on, um, and just be writing or typing. And he would do this thing with his mouth, like he would like like fold it up when he worked. So it'd probably be just like a really beautiful, strong portrait. Um, just showing his isolation um probably like have my mom's like feet or something in the in the side like in in bed because he would work like at night Mm -hmm. um that's one of them and then I think the other portrait would be probably like a self-portrait of my family like with him in the middle and then like my four siblings or my three siblings there's four of us and my mom there like some kind of powerful like group family image I think Mm -hmm. that's a sorry that's a big thing I would want to do because um the last images we have of him um, and all of us, like, were literally taken, like, 10 years ago. So I would just love to have something now with us all being, like, adults. Like, my youngest sibling is 19. Um, he's finishing college in, like, a year and a half. But just to have an image of all of us as, like, adults and just seeing this these things he created and this life that he created would be cool. So, and, th- and that was really, like, how I see him as a as a man how I saw him as a man like that duality like him as a person having these moments of like isolation where he had to work really hard so he could provide for this other way I saw him which was him as a father and a provider um and that duality um is important to me especially with portrait making and a lot of the things I do are showing kind of like the public and private moments of people's lives and and people literally like knew him as like this like smart African man who just like you know walked around with this pride and and you know that 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 store they owned where where Corner Social is now it was it was a huge like you know spot like it was a huge space and so um people like still like all like basically I can't walk down 125th Street without like the young woman or the woman who like you know ask you if you want to braid your hair like 
recognizing me and, it, mm. and that's like that's a whole different part of like my existence you know people still know me as his his child and my mother's child which is really powerful to me but it's because like they had that respect for him and and um especially like in like the early 2000s um everyone like knew who he was and 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 that's so awesome to me so every day obviously he lives with me and he lives in me in those ways um someone who was really creative and dope but then just seeing that entrepreneurship and seeing his legacy and people literally recognizing me because of that is powerful so sorry i got a little tangential but yes no No, i was with you (laughs) yeah he he never saw it like it's crazy because when he passed away i was only 13 so like none of my life now I mean, he knows it's happening, but like he didn't see it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if he was alive, he'd be like my manager or like my agent or something. He seems so smart. So yeah. He's out here looking out for you. He's out here. Girl, that's your that's your angel up in he- heaven. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. yeah, oh, cool. for sure. <laughs> when you got that Vogue shot, <laughs> he made it happen. <laughs> he connected the dots. Right? <laughs> oh, cool. Um so as a black woman who is 24, do you feel like you have, there have been like moments where you really had to prove or assert yourself to execute your vision? It's happening more now, <clears throat> but I almost feel like people kind of come correct or like respect me as such, which is a really beautiful thing. Like because of the um, body of work that I've like built, it's almost mm. like my age luckily hasn't really mattered i found that it's more just like being in certain rooms like physically like if i'm around people i have to like um i feel like the youngest but i like it like i kind of like being like the rookie you know people are like a bit nicer to you when you're just like you know like you're just like the young person in the room or whatever um i don't feel like i've had to assert myself in crazy ways though but i like to try and practice um just so that i can know what it feels like to be a businesswoman Mm -hmm. to be direct to be you know a decision maker and i think every day i'm having experiences that will continue to teach me um how to to do that but yeah i love i love being young i think i love being young more so because people like remind me or like tell me that and i'm like oh wow like i have so much time so i'm 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 gonna try and just keep working and doing as much as i can for as long as i can because then when i'm older i don't know i'm gonna be like damn i I love people being like oh you're only 24 wow you have so much ahead of you um but yeah I, i i like i like having to challenge myself to be assertive and to to push myself um more and more based on like the environment i'm in um last question um what do you how 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 do you think um or how do you think being from harlan it has influenced your art my heart your art sorry oh my art um yeah well it's definitely influenced my heart too um <laughs> just just like the immersion in culture really you know just like growing up and seeing so many kinds of blackness and then being like this person who's you know, I was born in America, like first gen, and then having the influence of um, being in an African household, going to school with mostly white people for like, like from sixth grade on really, so pretty much like half of my academic career. And then like coming home, so like to Harlem, you know, like dealing with like my voice changing because of who I was around and like 
what I was around and that challenge, but still having like the foundation of like the people who knew you like, oh, how's your mom? How's your sister? How's your, you know, like the people who knew you and saw you grow up in Harlem, all of that um, is really like part of the way I consider myself today as a young woman. Um, someone used a term once like Afro-cosmopolitan. I think that's a really like good word, just like a global person or trying to be like a global individual but um yeah being from here like uh it it has immersed me in like a lot of beautiful um ideas and and I guess like archetypes maybe is the right word of like blackness and what it looks like um yeah and and I'm very proud of it now uh, I I, mean, I never was not proud of it, but because like you know we consider it to be like a bur- a borough of its own. Like I really I really do love like being able to just talk about my own experiences and almost like to your point about imposter syndrome before I've definitely felt that with being from Harlem too because like I didn't grow up maybe around like or or maybe involved in like the same. I don't know stereotypical types of Harlem that people like if you ask someone who's from like. like maybe more from like the hood than I am I grew up like a block away from like the projects technically but like those are just things that I wasn't necessarily exposed to around or like I don't know just being someone who's African like there's a different like I had a different story or upbringing than someone who maybe like was Caribbean or um whose parents are like Mm African-American or you know or black American or whatever um so with the imposter syndrome, like, that has affected me sometimes, like, feeling like I'm supposed to kind of fit someone's idea of what Harlem of is what about. Harlem is, mm-hmm. and, and then just having to be like, you know, like, that's not my story, like, like I, did a, I have a lot of overlap with a lot of people, but, like, the beauty is that there are differences, and, and this is who I am, and this is my difference. Yeah. Yeah, and embracing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're just going to go into we're going to jump right into that. Are you ready? Oh, we're at that already. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, all right, so um, actually, Amber, you go ahead and ask this question. Oh, okay. Because um, I. <laughs> so, have you ever had a Love Jones moment where you photograph someone and then you have sex with them? No. <laughs> do you want to do that yeah <laughs> okay what do you envision it to be oh my god don't even get me started i'm like definitely a hopeless romantic kind of girl but i mean i just i'm gonna try and stop saying that phrase because i think it has a negative connotation but i love love and like i love envisioning what you know my future husband or like boyfriend or whatever might look like and what those um experiences with him um may look like I think it would be like just good conversation, like low light and good vibes. It'd be super like intimate. Um, I don't know how like what it'll be like for me to be taking pictures of someone who I care about in that way. Like I photographed my family and stuff, and like I photographed people who like I've been with before, but not in like that Love Jones like style, like the, the scene that is. I don't know how, how to describe it. Like you know the one where like they're taking pictures of each mm-hmm. other. Um, but yeah, I think it'll just be like cool, like low key, it'll be organic. I think ideally the person that I end up with or like maybe whatever my next serious relationship will be will be someone who's like an artist in some capacity or creative in some capacity. So um yeah, I think it'll be it'll be like 
chill, be organic. I'm definitely not going to, like, have my camera out all the time. But I've, like, followed people who are photographers or image makers who capture their loved ones. And I love I love seeing those kinds of images. Um, I have a friend, like, I have a couple friends, actually, so I won't even say anyone's name specifically. But um, I love seeing the, that kind of work. So I can't wait to have that in my body of work um, as far as, like, just a way to remember, like, this stage in my life, this person, this moment, whatever the case may be. But, yeah. <laughs> Come on, this moment. <laughs> um, give us your top three tips for taking the perfect nude. <laughs> okay, so I'm, like, really about angles. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I, like, definitely... Okay, so, like, my... I guess I'll just go off of, like, my go-tos. I'll definitely, like... Okay, when you take a picture, like, it's sort of, like, on a plane. So, you could do it flat. You could, like, angle it up, and the person might look shorter. You can angle it down. The person will look taller. Mm -hmm. So, when you're taking a nude, I think keeping that in mind, just knowing that, like, bigger is better. It'll depending on, I guess, what you're trying to accentuate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come on. So, I think, for me, it's about, like, keeping that in mind. Um, Because I always take my... I always take my booty pics from underneath. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm like. That's the motion I'm doing now. So it's sort of like, you know, you want that to look. Yeah, but don't judge bigger. me. <laughs> I'm not judging. You know, you want that to look like bigger or like you know more accentuated. So that's that's it's all about like the angle, obviously. So again, keep in mind when you take an image from like a lower perspective or standpoint, like even like of a person. If it's lower, the person might look taller or bigger. Um, so that's something I keep in mind. Um, I think lighting is really important. I like to take photos in like redder lighting um, because I think red—I don't know what it is technically—but it just makes you look like. I guess because of like the the power of the color, like the light rays or whatever, it almost like it's like a filter, like a natural filter, just like kind of makes you look like and less also blemished. Like natural highlights too, because it's also. I think because you use reds at least with like black skin tones or dark skin tones to like color correct. Oh yeah, like, like makeup, when you do makeup. Mm, so okay, I think I that's probably that. why the red tones look like. Yeah, that. yeah, that's actually a good point. I never thought about that. But yeah, lighting. So red, like, um, is something good, and, it, and you want to look like as unblemished as possible. Um, if if that's the kind of nude you're going for, um, natural is good too. And then maybe like my last tip. Um, oh, <laughs> this isn't really like a, a nude taking uh, pointer, but like I love to play with like the iPhone like <laughs> disappearing um, message thing. So. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, when you can yeah. send a message. So, like, it's really I fun to... I still don't know how to do that. When you, like, are sending a photo, uh-huh. you hold down the blue button, like, the blue send thing. So, let's say I'm saying, like, that. Do you hold this down? Oh, I have nails. That. And then this will come up. So, you can... Put, get, I'm getting a tutorial. You, <laughs> you click invisible ink. And so, sometimes that's fun because if you're sending, like a lusty pick the person can like reveal it almost like which i found has been very sexy for that's always very annoying to me when uh-huh. I <laughs> but i can see for I somebody who it. who is patient 
there's no. I'm just like, nigga, I just want to see your dick. I don't want to <laughs> go through all this swiping to see this guy. Well, then dick. you can just click it and save it to, to your phone if you want. Or if you just click the photo, it'll just open up. In like your details part, like yeah. Normally, yeah. But I think it's fun, especially if someone's not expecting it. Especially like if someone maybe like out and about. It's just like a, a little. Look at her really over here. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to. Say, I have a similar yes, right girl. now. No, just, <laughs> but it's good because in that way, that person isn't opening their phone and they're like, "Oh wow, oh shit," you know, and like not prepared. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you were to take a photo of your love life currently, what would that image? What would be included in that image? It would be like me and like five versions of myself. I really am like just trying to love myself. Like you know, like I thought, yeah. you, say, you, know what I thought you were gonna say five different dudes. No, and I was like, no, you up my alley, sis. <laughs> no, it would be like a hall of mirror situation. It would be like me. Probably like a nude photo, self-portrait of me, but like maybe strategically like covering like some of my private areas, but like a picture um, with like, you know, like the reflecting mirrors that have like the different, yeah, Yeah. so like a bunch of me's and just kind of like, yeah, me, raw, by myself. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really trying to love myself now. And I, honestly, now that I think about it, I just haven't met somebody who I feel like has really given me. Like, there was one guy who I think made me feel like, oh, like, he could be it, but then he was crazy. So, like, I'm so... He could be it in what way? Like, the, I thought that that nigga was my, my husband or something. Oh, okay. I thought that he the was, one. like, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I told him that. And that was dumb. I was like, I want to have, like, future little versions of our stuff of ourselves that's cute it was cute he was just crazy so yeah. it just didn't work out but it's okay because story story I feel better story I saw him at the Brooklyn, Mu- Brooklyn Museum at first Saturdays the other day and then I saw him at an after party too and I like went into like a mini panic attack I felt so bad I was with like some guy friends and I'm like I have to stop doing this because people are just gonna like think that something's wrong with me like I don't know it's funny when men try to help in those situations and you're just like I just, I just need a girlfriend right now like, I need like one of my girlfriends who can just like understand because my friend was like but you're like dope and cool and like you're a great person I'm like you don't get it like you don't get it um, but yeah a picture of me by myself living, living my best life but I really honestly I'm not gonna lie to you guys like going off of what I was saying before like after realizing really that I need to work on myself and be my best self um, before anything else I really can't wait Till like that moment happens where I do meet someone who like I want to like invest my time and energy with because I haven't experienced that like you know in a real way yet or when, mm-hmm. when I thought I did it was not real because um, like I said the person was like a shitty person so I'm really looking forward to taking the time I need to be the best person I can be and then just being able to actually meet someone and know like all right this is what it should feel like or like this is actually like healthy. Or, like, you know, we're bringing things to each other. Or, like, I'm not going to just, like, fuck you and go home mm-hmm. and just, like, play games. You know? Like, someone who's able to, like, check me and, and I don't know, like, just real shit. Like, real shit. Um, and then, yeah, I, I pray to also reach that point in my love life where I'm not, like, I don't know. It's almost like I'm afraid to be alone. And, like, I just will meet someone and I'll just, like, 
exaggerate a situation in my head and sometimes it's it's really like oh we met and we exchanged numbers and we're texting but it's like always such a big deal to me mm-hmm. and I don't know why I do that but I'm trying to work on that too mm-hmm. because it's not the same for me as someone else like there was someone I was talking to recently it was like that and then I had to have a conversation with them um, because I was like yeah like it doesn't feel like they're that into me and then we talked and it was cool but I'm like wow that means that this whole time I definitely was like dragging it in my head or exaggerating it because this person doesn't feel the same so like what what memories am I dwelling on and like what what am I thinking about that he is so like, yeah, like we should just be friends. Like we're cool while I'm over here building these narratives. Like, oh, we're going to go wild and hang out. And he says, my blah, blah. That's okay. I mean, yeah. I think we often do that with, with people. Yeah. yeah. It's not just me. I really, yeah, I really no, do no. think it's, just, no, it's, it's definitely I mean, not no, just you. No. I was going to say that's like your Leo rise. <laughs> Cause I feel like that's something that is known for Leo women specifically. Really? Is that we kind of like, have these fantasies in our yeah literally fantasies about like our love life and it's typical i call it like delusional yeah it um, is <laughs> but also on the flip side of that it might not even be like your leo rising or anything it like Saboy was saying everyone feels this way mm. and sometimes like you do like a person more than the person likes you yeah and it happens it doesn't feel great but like yeah. that's how it is and yeah. that's okay but you felt it and like right. you'll move you move on and you yep. find somebody who will like you and also uh reciprocate that energy yeah 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 but it sucks it sucks when you like someone and they don't like you back energy, or not like you as much as you like them the energy reciprocation thing is real too like it's it's uh but and all it takes i think i'm finding and maybe you guys can like maybe correct me if I'm wrong but it's just like taking that time to really like analyze and assess like I feel like I'm just going Mm -hmm. and texting and whatever but just sitting back and being like all right, how do I feel how does this person make me feel and like Mm -hmm. is this worth my time and investment or am I just dragging I haven't I don't do that like I really don't do that and I was like wow like hmm like that's like that's something I want to work on it's just like yeah and just like thinking about how I feel like what I'm reacting to so simple so simple well i think it's i think it's it's something that is simple but i haven't i haven't started practicing it but i will it takes time yeah it takes time and i think also like i mean i'm i'm 10 years older than you and Mm. i i don't ask myself all the time like Mm. what do i actually feel or how Mm -hmm. do i actually feel like that just takes time to kind of check in with yourself yeah and i also think that like like amber kind of piggybacking off what amber's saying i think like we also when dealing with people especially if it wasn't the most healthy situation i think natural is natural to kind of hold on to moments mm. um and you like, forget the bad ones you yeah you forget the all the, the the majority like it could be like you know it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a huge difference it could be like 60 40 but it, 40 you just hold on to the 40 percent you know what i'm saying um i had i don't know what niggas who gave me like 10 percent happy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i held on to that 10 percent i held on to that 10 percent real hard like oh girl that 10 percent you remember when right and right. your friends are looking at you girl he only did that two times <laughs> and i think with you like as someone who just like isn't like overthink situations i think that when you don't you someone who doesn't overthink as someone who does yeah yeah um who does overthink like i think once you stop that or like once you're in a relationship where you don't 
think at all i think that's gonna be the relationship know, for you was that gonna stop i feel like that's just who i am i think that is who you are but i think when you feel like you don't have to overthink oh, the situation that's when you're gonna know. oh yes yes that makes oh my gosh that that sounds like peace to me yeah, I think that's when you're and it will know. be. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you went down. I think so. I have hope for that. Me too. I'll let you guys know. We'll do like a sequel to this episode. <laughs> um, what's one thing you would tell yourself yourself about sex five years ago? Like something you know now that you would tell yourself. Your, your oh my god, were you, you were a teenager. <laughs> She was nineteen. That's a teenager. Yeah, I was technically yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you mean just like It could be good or bad, like something you would tell yourself five years ago about sex. I think I almost wish I was like more protective with my body and like who I hooked up with, who I have sex with. Like I'm mm. not gonna lie, like I feel like I'm because I'm a really giving person, like when when it comes to sex, I definitely find myself like really wanting to be a pleaser and like people being like really enjoying enjoying experiences with me because I know it's a priority for me to like make someone feel good so I definitely would t- tell myself five years ago that sometimes like people are in your life for like what is it a, a, a reason not a season, season or whatever uh-huh. yeah just like some people like I just I could have just not had sex with them you know like they didn't deserve like my body in that way mm-hmm. and no one no one's been like crazier but I mean the way I lost my virginity is kind of like a shitty story, but like you know, I I definitely I definitely feel like I had more to give than a lot of people. Not a lot, like definitely like a couple guys who I've like experienced. And um, but also I would tell myself like not to beat myself up about it because learning that like sex isn't that deep and sometimes just enjoying it if it's with, if it's safe and if it's with someone who like you know if it's clear like what we're both doing or not doing what we both want or don't want it's it's good because i've definitely been in situations where like i'll be like intimate with someone and then like kind of what we were talking about before then find myself like fantasizing about them because of this like you know serious uh experience that like felt really good to me and was great maybe great for them too but like they didn't want anything more but mm-hmm. than that so i'm yeah i'm gonna work on that just be like all right so this is what we're doing right like this is just what we're doing or like hey like i'm actually kind of attracted to you i just maybe we shouldn't do this if you don't feel like you could see us you know talking mm-hmm. more or like experiencing more of each other like yeah. that would have saved me a lot of time yeah but sometimes niggas lie that's true and see i haven't even unlocked that part of it yet. oh don't okay don't ah, unlock it that's true oh my gosh oh my gosh sorry. so scary I'm no that's so, so true. sorry no you're so right some but no i have been lied to that's true that's so true and that's so to. scary i don't know what i'm gonna do and niggas change their mind they ain't st- they ain't they ain't consistent but isn't there a way that if you're just like listen like just tell me the truth like i don't care they, that's i I say it. I I have said this for like almost ten years, and th- I feel like people tell you what they think want you, you want hear. you to, mm-hmm. to hear, mm-hmm. or at least the type of guys that I am attracted to. Mm, me too. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, yeah. But they tell you what they may be hoping for. Too. What do you mean? Like, I think some people like don't necessarily lie, but like I think sometimes like you're unclear and you're hoping that. Because you like are into this person, or you like them somewhat to to some degree that like, you know, 
you'll feel the same way they they may feel. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So sometimes I think it's like it's not always a most of the time it is about lying, but sometimes (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it's like a whole four, like a or just a or just a little bit of confusion. (laughs) 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 Damn. I think it's more so like they just. I think they're like women can't handle the truth mm. and then also like I'm not going to get what I want if right. I tell them that I right. actually don't want anything because right. you're also saying like maybe we shouldn't have sex if you know you don't feel that way for me but he's like I want to get my dick wet so I guess Damn. I gotta say yeah, that that's so true no I'm I'm happy you raised that point because you're right yeah because sometimes I may want that but someone <laughs> just may not be Some, trying to be honest yeah but but those are I mean you I think don't I think that's when like dating is good because you like can read people better maybe Uh, I mean you're never psychic maybe but like you get better at kind of being able to uh, um, ah, ah, ah. so basically she's saying there's no hope (laughs) no I'm saying there's hope I'm saying that there's hope I'm saying like don't let your fear of dudes lying or whatever like stop you from having experiences mm. that's what i would tell my 20 my if you're 24 mm-hmm. i would tell my 24 year old mm. self do not stop yourself from having experiences because of fear or mm. other past issues because like ultimately like somebody's gonna niggas lie but who the fuck cares and once you mm. find out that they lie you move on and you're gonna find somebody that's gonna tell you the fucking truth that's great. It's going to hurt. Yeah. It's definitely going to hurt and feel that shit. But like, don't let that like stop you from being you. You're mm. a person who loves. You're a person mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. like, you know, wants to be in love. Don't let that stop you from being who you are. Wow. I didn't know I was going to get a sermon when I <laughs> signed up to be on this. Sorry. I'm like, that was great. No, we you're right. sermons over here. <laughs> um, has the dick gotten better since you became popping? <laughs> Sorry, maybe you should say it again because I screamed in the middle of you saying it. Um, has the dick gotten better since you became popping? Like since you? I'm started, not there yet. You know you are. No, no, no. I'm not. It, I'm not there in the my, I'm yeah. I'm not there in that part of my uh, popping. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, she was saying. Okay, she okay. Was like, I'm popping, but but I ain't there <laughs> where the dick is matching my. That's fine. That's but fine. Let me think. Let me make sure I'm not not giving anyone their credit worse too. Sis, if you don't no. remember, that means right, that that's means true. This. That's, that it, means you, you said what, what you said. I I like I. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm like, dang. There's like the person who I like have had the best like sex with, mm-hmm. like ever. <laughs> I met him at the Boom Boom Room, and um, it was at an after party for my friend's book, which was really dope. And um, yeah, he like works in pharmacy like pharmaceutical whatever he a drug dealer he's not <laughs> no he's like he like works in like a far, like the pharmaceutical industries and this is the only person like okay. and, and i guess i will say i guess i will say like i met him through being in like a better like social space like being like mm. in a cool like like you know definitely like vetted like scenario mm. um even though he like wasn't like a creative or he wasn't like actually he actually like stood out and he's like super tall he's wearing like a button down white shirt and I remember saying to my friend like oh who's that and then my friend was like oh this is my friend he thinks you're cute like one of those situations and I was like ah oh, damn but then he and I ended up like hitting it off and um yeah like it's just like really like 
I'm like, I've never talked, I've never spoke so candidly about my sex life with people who, like, I didn't know super well or, like, you know, to people who might be listening to this, who might be like, well, It's okay. This is a safe space. We will not no, I, judge you. I feel I feel super safe. I wouldn't have brought it up if I didn't. But, okay, yeah, cool. he's bomb. He's bomb. And then he, like, lived in Long Island. Then he, like, just moves to the Upper East Side. Look at my eyes. They're already rolling back. Ooh. <laughs> okay. He got oh, yeah. gay cousins. <laughs> I'm a gay best friend. What's his sign? Um, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, I want to say, I want to say Capricorn. I don't, wait. No, let me not even, I don't remember. Okay. But he's definitely he's Nigerian. He's like super tall. We have like this really like funny chemistry. Like I'm not like Nigerians. I'm not like attracted to him enough to like for that to be like my boyfriend or anything. But like there's something about him. Like we like you know, we like kinda of poke fun at each other, but it's just like bomb. It's just like super bomb. So I will say like being in a popping space and setting enabled me to get meet someone to get more and then the other crazy situation like there was someone he was in jersey and then he actually ended up being crazy like i met him he was like oh i have tickets for coachella like next week you want to come and he was like i saw him at like lasuk like a, a day or two after i like met him and he was like he literally got squirted out like he was like super drunk and he also worked in not pharmacy but he like worked in medicine he was um a respiratory therapist which means like literally the, the literally the person who like saves people's lives when they're oh, when they can't breathe you mean? <laughs> i know i know and i so maybe there's a theme here actually i will unpack <laughs> this was he nigerian he was, was he kenyan oh wow okay that's what it is that's african it medicine is. african that's and medicine. those are my say. yeah but that's that shit was now. crazy i like took this like one i took a selfie while <laughs> All right, now I got it. Now I should stop. Now I should stop. Yeah, that was crazy. I just think that the freakier the nigga, the better. For real. That's and I should put that on a shirt or something. I, I was gonna say that's it. Yeah, that's it right literally, there. like literally. That might be your intro to this. this <gasps> <laughs> the freakier yeah, the, the nigga, nigga, the better. Yo, people are gonna learn about me today. That's so true. Oh. It's so it's so true, and it's like. Yeah, yeah, I and like you said, and then okay, there was okay last one. There was one other guy, and he was like over ten years older than me. And that was I met him at Red Rooster. He like saw me from across the room, like pulled up. We like went back to his place and like hung out. He like popped my wet, and I was like, wow, I'm like this is the life I deserve. Like it was different. <laughs> ah, ah, it ah. was different. And I love you, but this is the life I deserve. No, seriously, I was like, whoa. And he, I mean. I, like I'm not someone who's like I need to fuck with someone who has money. Like I'm not one of those girls. But then like when you do when fuck I with do, somebody with right, money, right? You're like, like oh, <laughs> you're like oh, this is the line. You're like this is nice. <laughs> and like him just being like oh no no no, get in the cab or like oh maybe here let's do dinner. I'm like wow, like I'm like wow, like yeah. this is you know. And so that was nice. I like kind of he he wanted a lot. He had a kid. He wanted a lot from me, and I was like. This doesn't feel like what it's supposed to feel like when, you know, like we're not on the same page, basically. Um, and he was like, yeah, when you're done fucking with like these young dudes, come back around. I was going to say, how old was he? He was 37. Yeah. So I, I was like, why do you, I'm like, it was kind of scary. I'm like, why do you want so much from me? Like, I guess some guys, like maybe they see it, but I'm also like, why are you so, I'm 24. Like, well, I was 23 at the time. I was like, this is a lot. 
But um, yeah, I kind of I kind of miss him. <laughs> I kind of miss him a little bit. Also, yeah, like I just yeah, that shit was bomb though. That shit was bomb too. Anyway, those are my top. Wow, my top three. <laughs> top <Okay>. three D. <laughs> top three D. <laughs> I hope that's the last question. I just gave a lot. Uh, uh, we we, can, we jump. can make it the last. Yeah, question. we'll jump. What was the last one? I'm just curious now. Mm. Or I guess you guys are just like going. Okay, there are a couple last yeah. questions, but we can. Yeah. We if you feel like that, that feels like, feel like yeah, a good like place to end. That, that, yeah. like a good <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, bird confessions. These are rapid fire questions. Okay, okay? and you're a bird, so I want you to, <laughs> I want you to fully engulf yourself in bird birdiness. Okay. What kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, eagle, flamingo, ostrich. Flamingo. Next <laughs> question. Uh, come on. <laughs> we see each other. All right. I like stand um, out. You know, I'm you know, I'm bright. I I don't know, flamingos are beautiful birds actually. They um, are. I saw this really funny meme other day of like a duck amongst flamingos and it had its leg up because like thought it was a flamingo. <laughs> Super random. But there, speaking there, of, there are a lot of those girls. <laughs> a lot of ducks. You're not amongst, a flamingo hoe. <laughs> <laughs> amongst flamingos. Um, That's funny. That's a good sound. What would you name what name would you give Lori Harvey's autobiography? <laughs> Lori Harvey's autobiography. Yeah. Because she's basic. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, but what would you give her autobiography? What That's name? That's the name. She's basic. Yeah, yeah, like you know what? I'll give I'll give her like if she had dropped the trailer for her like trip. I mean her the video for her trip. That that was a moment I wanted for her. Like that trip, she did something for like young, rich, pretty girls. For me, as far as like the way I like see like that content you know like mm-hmm. i don't follow a lot of pages like that but i always engage in it and like i want to see you know it's 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 inspiring it's like all my vacation goals all my best life goals you know like someone like spending their money on me doing all this stuff but yeah like she is just pretty and has money like i'm not inspired like i love like samaria leia like those kinds of girls like she's dope like i like dope girls like cool i like a vibe and she's a vibe but just i think like the kind of person i am like i don't relate to her in the same way um not on some like i don't get the hype but i just feel like she's like i don't know just not that <laughs> interesting or special personally <laughs> but um yeah i think that she's been able to inspire a lot of young women um but yeah i think her autobiography would be called Lori harvey's autobiography and it'd be like a mirror selfie or something <laughs> Damn. but i'm not coming at her like i love what she's doing i just am not inspired by it okay like no, i just think, i i need her to do a she needs to have some moments beyond like the pretty little thing you know the boohoo like she need like she could be doing more and i and like i know she's got like a home like she just moved into her own place or something i want her to have like you know really like you're having a people care about you like you dated diddy you dated trey songs you did all this stuff like but you're not like what are you doing still i want her to do more Okay. Okay. I was say, maybe she don't want to do more. Yeah, that, and that, that's look, what look. I get from Lori. And I and think about I'm that okay with that because I don't want to do more either, I get, Lori. I get from Lori. I just want to be pretty. I'm popping. Like I'm known as Steve Harvey's daughter, and, and now I'm also features new boo. Yeah. I, like everyone looks at her as like a player, you know. That's kind of that's interesting. That's, Someone should I write like about that. That I think that's cool about her. But I agree with you. Like she's just pretty. Yeah, and nothing's wrong with being just pretty. Just again, like my personal opinion is that 
like I don't know if I if I wanted to be a regular person I wouldn't be doing the shit I was doing um, you know I would be a regular person so I you, you can kind of tell what kind of time I'm on yeah <laughs> okay what would your stripper name be I feel like and I just came for her damn it's alright it's okay <laughs> don't worry about it um, what what would your stripper name be and what would be your go to song <laughs> the first thing I thought of was like Floesha I don't know why okay Flo-isha. or something just going off of my name Floesha Flo can you help me think about something? Like, I feel like I have a name that you could think about. I just about thought it. Flow-a-tree. Flow-a-tree. That's like, ooh. ooh. And your go-to song could be Getting Late. <laughs> or Say I'll, Yes. No, it couldn't be a Flow-a-tree song. That's corny. My, my go-to song would be like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think what I dance to. Like, what makes me feel. Oh, you know, like, Read Your Mind by Avant or something? I can read your mind, baby. That was the first song. Bring it to the stage. Flow yes. I, would, I would be like, it would be sexy as fuck. Yo, when I've been in, like, a strip club before, I've been like, wow, these girls just, to, just get to feel as sexy as they want. Like, you get to do the things you do in your privacy, but for people. Like, I would never mm-hmm. be a dancer, but I remember one time, I was, like, having a rough time in my internship, and Cardi definitely was like, you would be really cute. <laughs> like, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I think, I don't, know, I don't know what she meant by it, but she definitely, like, was trying to upsell it to me. And then her publicist at the time was like, girl, don't tell her you know, fucking dance there but um anyway definitely like like love. yeah can't you imagine like the slow motion like i know you wanna uh, i know you wanna be oh my god i know you wanna feel so baby keep it real i know you wanna see i know you wanna be wait y'all ain't seen it slowly there was a shoulder there was a shoulder moment from flow I wasn't ready for alright and then it would turn into a lap dance like I definitely would it would be yeah. one of those things where I would like find some like you know whoever's like the cutest or throwing the most money I would pull up on them and throwing the most money throwing the most money um, your feature on episode <laughs> Maury what is the show topic for the day is he the baby's father I slept with my best friend's boyfriend <laughs> unruly teenager I scammed my ex out of thousands of dollars Pro- wait what was the first one the first thing you said is he the baby's father and then I slept with my best friend's boyfriend, unruly teenager. I scammed my ex out of thousands of dollars. Uh, I guess, honestly, none of them really relate, but if anything, it would probably be unruly teenager. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm super ethical in, like, I, yeah, I would not, I don't fuck with that scamming shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, that's but another. But you're a bird. But I don't, that's the thing, like, I, I think she God can has. can still be an ethical bird. I can be ethical bird. Maybe that's the title. Points for me. Points for me. But even like talking to my friends about like, especially with like you know the whole hot girl summer shit. Like I, ne- I never really liked it. I think I'm really proud of being able to like get my own money and like in a lot of situations maybe like make money, maybe not more money than the guys I talk to, but like make money faster. Like just the way that photography works, like the nature of the industry I've decided to go in is just different. You get like. Mm money at like a lot of money at once like you get these bigger bags and so for me like i've just been always really proud of being able to support myself and like like not need someone to pay for stuff for me it's again like we were saying what we were saying before like it's nice and it's like a pro but i'm really stubborn and like i i don't like depending on people for stuff at all so 
definitely wouldn't be scamming anyone definitely wouldn't be sleeping with people's definitely wouldn't be sleeping with my best friend's um boyfriend and then the first one i don't remember but yeah probably unruly <laughs> teenager okay um your dream trade would only possess one main attribute a grill a nice car a neck tattoo or a regular weed head. my dream what trade trade yes a, okay a car a neck tattoo a what a car wait sorry trade like job right? like a man like a man like my a dream like trade a, yeah what where what, where what? <laughs> where's that word from it's the it's new orleans speaks for nigga oh okay yeah. is that new orleans i thought that was just like gay slang uh, in general no it, i i heard the first time i ever heard it was the new orleans but not interesting yeah. oh, okay okay so dream trade i think and probably they probably both but like when i first heard of trade it was from new orleans and it was just from a heterosexual oh wait are you gonna be there for mardi gras oh no it happened already no i'm going this weekend it's going to start mardi gras this weekend yeah oh shit <laughs> i was thinking about going for that you guys so well <laughs> um so a grill a nice car a neck tattoo a regular <sighs> weed habit oh okay definitely not the weed habit mm, the grill would that be like a permanent grill or one that he like puts on and off like you know how asap rocky or like detachable ASAP, is fine detachable okay Nah, not that either. And then a neck tattoo or a car. like Or you said a nice car? A nice car, yeah. I guess a nice car. Yeah, that's that's more that does more for you in society than a neck tattoo. <laughs> Come on. Come on. An entrepreneurial bird. <laughs> uh, uh, would you rather have someone spit in your mouth or your butt? Ew. You could just go from that to that. Neither. Ew. One time someone asked me to spit in my mouth and I was like, are you... It was the one that I said was one of my top 3D. I was like, no. I was like, ew. No to the butt either. You don't want nobody to spit in your No. Butt? Like, I... Since you young. I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I've, ex- let, let I've experienced pleasures in that yeah. part of the body even though I was highly, highly against it like for most of my... Like, I don't know. Like, when I first started having sex or whatever but um i guess i guess if i was to answer i would say the butt not the mouth part i just don't get the i mean you don't have to tell me too much but like i don't i just don't get it like what's the attraction there like the at mouth, all spitting in the mouth yeah i don't know, I don't know. I don't yeah it. it's nasty to me i thought like y'all holding out you're, you're oh i absolutely don't okay. know i've never had anybody spit in my mouth before i spit on dick all the time but not that's di- yeah that's yeah, yeah. That's normal. <laughs> That's gross. But don't want to yuck anyone's yum because a lot of people love that. I'll, so yuck, shout out to I'll y'all. yuck your yum. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> your celebrity capsule. Your celebrity capsule collection would be with Fashion Nova, Target, H and M, or Pretty Little Things. Um. Fat. You said you said Fashion Nova, Target, Pretty Little Thing, or H and M. Probably H&M. A, a class? A, a true flamingo. <laughs> Who is the most iconic dad of all time? Oh my gosh. To you. I don't... Iconic thought of all time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the first person I thought of was like Eddie Murphy just because he has mad kids and mad <laughs> baby moms. But he actually is iconic. Like that's what I'm all about. Like... You like he's like you, who's gonna tell you anything? You're, you've left your legacy. You, you weren't just like that, and you like did shit for like the culture and the world. And he's like a great person. Like when I was watching his SNL, um, like his skits and stuff, I was just like, wow. Like 
and, and you know they, they definitely like contextualized his legacy like you know when they brought out like Dave Chappelle and like Tracy Morgan and and they were you know and, and they were just saying like you know the way that just seeing like those black men on stage and understanding like how they've helped each other and and Eddie Murphy thinking about him as one of the first to ever do mm-hmm. it it's like he can got in peace because he has he he's he did what he had to do so um i guess not the most iconic but no that's okay. definitely I like someone that i've i like that thank yeah, I like you it. yeah i definitely respect his thoughtness and all his kids are beautiful he gave his baby mom like a whole like nicole murphy has like a whole cult following low-key she's an iconic thought yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> low-key that might be hacky though. Yeah, ac- yeah, actually. Hacky? High key. Hacky. High key. Hacky. Oh yeah. She's so bad. Bad enough that she stole Lee to try to stay with Lee Rashawn Husband. Yeah. But anyways, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Robin to the day I die. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm gonna just say that. Um, okay, so we're gonna do Zaya Week, which is one man we are crushing on at the moment right now. Um Ooh. Amber, who's your Zaddy of the Week? I'm having a hard time because we say this. I say it all the time, but like Lakeith is so fucking fine. And like I was watching the photograph and I was just like, just fucking dick me down, please. Wow. wow. That that's literally what I was thinking. Wow. And I was on a date. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You said that while he was on the date. No. Oh. Uh, thank you. I didn't know. <laughs> I was Mr. thinking Vanilla. that. <laughs> I was thinking that, but Lakeith is just uh. a man. Oh man! I was at the premiere, and me and Justine were both like, "Yes." <laughs> Did you see that clip where uh, Issa was like, "Lakeith, you gonna mess around and yeah, get it?" Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see that. I was like, "Bitch, ain't Lakeith, you married? You gonna fuck around and get it?" <laughs> That was hilarious. But she engaged. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he's wow. married. And she's she's engaged. engaged. He's married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like low key. Like I'm a low key, but he's married. Ew. Ew. She's pretty. No, no, no. He's married. I was saying. Yeah. They're both. Well, one's engaged, one's married. Yes. Mm-hmm. I used to be into him, but then I, then he got like dustier to me, and I, I like dusty niggas. But I do love a, a dusty nigga. But like a, here. No, but he. I had to unfollow him on like Twitter and Instagram because I was like, I want to continue to lust after you, yeah, and I've been you, able to do it. I've been able to do it. Like watching him on the photograph, I was like, they cleaned him up a little bit, you know? Okay, my sister was like, I think she made a great point. She was like, if they had had like Kofi as the lead versus Issa, the movie might have done, might do even better, just because Kofi is Wait, Kofi, Kofi Cerebo. Oh, instead of um, Lakeith. Yeah, because I kind of think that when you're watching movies like that, you want to... I, th- I think it's likely that more women will see it than men, A, and then B, like, that being said, I want to watch and, like, aspire. Like, Lakeith is a niche fan girl But group. he's also, like... I feel like I feel like more people are getting into Lakeith. But it's not still not the same as like a like a Michael B. Jordan or like a Kofi or like you know just someone who's yeah. I guess more classically like. Fine. Like I definitely think I definitely was like a Keith fan and still am. I'm like into Tra- Travante Rose is like my ideal. Like I think that is it a, a man? A, you know what I'm like, saying? I follow his hashtag on Instagram. That's how real it is for him because he's like, he's I don't, a, he I don't doesn't follow him post, on Instagram either because he I, doesn't he post anything. A, but the hashtag like. 
keeps you updated. He's so and have you seen his videos? He's so charismatic and cute. Oh my gosh. I don't I try not to watch it because one time I saw he was like posting poetry and I was like, I can't. Oh I can't do it. He's so cute. Oh my gosh. So that's just that of the week. It's Jurassic. Yeah, every week. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I wish he did more. I can't wait. If I met him, like he's someone who I think that like I like I feel like there are some celebrities that I'm like, if I met them, like they would just fall in love with me. Like maybe I, th- I think so because he's like kind of cor- not corny but like he's quirky like you know like he's so yeah. fine but like he, he seemed like he just got fine and don't really know no, yeah, yeah yeah almost like, <laughs> like that. you know what I'm saying like it's in, he's like he's he a humble fine he's, he's so yeah he's fine. so humble but it's like oh he's so yummy and like yeah. a beard and the skin and the smile oh my gosh I love like my type is like dark skin like with a little beard. Or, or a big beard, whatever. Um, sometimes, like, some hair growing out. Like, not necessarily waves, but, like, definitely, like, some hair. Like, mm-hmm. not super, super, like, ripped, but definitely, like, bigger. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, definitely be checking for legs. Like, does he skip black day? Like, like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're good. Like, you know, like, just not, like, healthy. Like, you can't be, like, super slim. I, I don't go to the gym barely. But so. just, it's proportionate. <laughs> like, if you, maybe if you if you did, like, or if people who do, they'll be really big on the top and, like, have small legs. Yeah. Yeah, like, you have to be strong. And I feel like he just check all his boxes. That's a man. That's a man. That's exactly. <laughs> Mine's is Eric Thames. He plays for the Washington Make Nationals. Oh, no, here, here. I saw. Oh, I don't usually do light oh, wow. skin, but yeah, I thought he was that white boy that be dancing. I would never. <laughs> How dare you? you he t- look like he, from no, afar. He don't. No, from no, afar. fuck, he don't. He don't look nothing like that from white boy afar. who be dancing. I don't even know who that white boy who dancing is. I don't you look know at what. You don't. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. How dare you disrespect me? Y'all send the boy that white boy who be dancing with the beard. No, send him. Send don't. him that. No, I don't want to see that. The one who who's friends with the. Oh, baby, what you doing? That dude. <laughs> All right, next we're going to do Bad Bitch Hall of Fame, which is one woman who we feel like deserves her flowers. Amber, who's your Bad Bitch Hall of Fame entry for this week? Uh, I'm going to go with Patrice Russian. Okay. Um, oh, I was, I was just thinking about her. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I've been listening to uh, Ari Forget Lennox. Uh, I have not been listening to Forget Me Nots, but I've been That's listening to Ari Lennox uh, Cream Playlist, and she does have a lot of Patrice Russian songs. And I'm like, we don't give her enough praise. Mm. She's a fucking bad bitch. She has a beautiful voice, mm. and she kind of set the tone for like kind of like the Solanges of the world. Mm. So, um, so shout out to Patrice. We love you. We stand. Okay. So Ooh. wait, someone who. De- doesn't yeah. get enough credit. Yeah, like anybody. Week? It can be anybody. It can even literally. It's just your bad bitch Hall of Fame entry. Can Can you do it yours and your... then can you come back to me? So I can okay, cool. Um, so my bad bitch Hall of Fame entry is actually going to be my PR coordinator Felicia. Oh, it can be um, personal too. Yeah, it can be personal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love Felicia and she takes good care of me even when I'm crazy. Um, and she's helped me become a better boss for sure. So. Okay, I guess I'll give mine to my sister then. Aww. Yeah, I love my sister so much, and she um, got to work on this like recent Nike Black History Month um, campaign. I don't know if you guys have seen. It's like a bunch of really great like creatives, influencers, athletes. Yes, yes. Okay. So um, the person who shot it, his name was Joshua Kissy, and he um, asked, my, asked my sister to do, to do the BTS. And so just any moment she has a moment. Um, 
I'm really proud of her. And she's a bad bitch. Like, she had, like, the super, like, hot girl summer moment, like, last summer. And so growing up, she, like, she, she was, she's cute on the inside, but, like, it really started to blossom, like, on the outside. Like, she, like, lost a bunch of weight because she decided to get in the gym and she's, like, been on her skin stuff and she, like, learned how to do her makeup in a way that she really, like, loved and so she just feels so beautiful and so she really like inspired me honestly to just like tap into that part of myself and just like try more and try harder uh to be like a better bitch <laughs> and yeah i just can't wait we're going to puerto rico next month for afro nation um and so it'll be a fun girl ship her and i and so she's already like you know getting it together like doing what she needs to do and i just love her and i love her for being herself and checking me all the time like this week i, I had like this crazy stream of consciousness where like i like told her some things about myself that i realized and mm-hmm. she like agreed and we just know each other so well and it was just beautiful to have a connection with someone like that and to just like love them so much and see them grow professionally and personally so i just can't wait for her to have her year Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. As always, we close it with good bussy vibes, which is one quote that I've seen that has inspired me or just speaks to me. And this one is it's very simple. It is from Marie underscore Brown Sugar. It said, "Don't let don't let nobody half love you. Mm. Don't let nobody half love you, and that includes your goddamn self, bitch. Mm. Okay. All right. Because sometimes it be it's you. perfect." half loving yourself okay <laughs> what's going on <laughs> so when you said that this like gif came up <laughs> so like see like don't nobody half love you and then seeing a dude pointing a gun to the uh to the camera like that was jokingly funny yeah that was funny lovingly it was cute it was a wow what a, thank you no problem kidding. Um, okay, so before we leave, Flo, is there anything you would like the girls to know about you? Anything anything coming up? Anything the girls to know sure. about? Sure. Well, when is this going to air so I can know Next if I week. should? Tuesday. Oh. oh, okay. Well, um, um, well, I just shot my first thing for Rolling Stone. Definitely look out for that. Um, it was Stacey Abrams. Who's oh, a, shit. Yeah, that was like fire. I got to meet her and work with her in Atlanta. Um last month so real bad bitch energy real bad bitch some people will never experience that kind of bad bitchness in this lifetime and so um as a as a black woman and like just seeing that kind of she's just so charismatic like so being able to like work with her i'm sure that that rolling stone pinned me with her like for obvious reasons um but just like just seeing someone who like did what they had to do for themselves and has mm-hmm. left her legacy and is continuing to leave her legacy was awesome. Um, and we both, you know, I kind of joked around and we both like tell jokes and she's great. So that's coming out and then I did something really cool with Netflix that comes out um, end of this month as well. Um, their upcoming uh, series about Madam C.J. Walker, which is called Self Made. I got to photograph like basically the whole cast that worked on it. Well, sorry, not the cast, the um, the like the director, the producer, like the people who were behind the scenes of the show. So it was awesome. It was like my first time being, um, you know, like that girl on set, like 
being in charge and people like looking to me and asking me questions. And I worked very closely with like um, one of the creative marketing directors at Netflix um, who found my work through some Cardi stuff, honestly, and gave me this opportunity. So I feel super excited about it. Um, I'm going to continue to work through finishing those edits and those photos, but it's basically going to be all of like the promo image they use that they're sending to like, um, like Essence and like mm-hmm. on their strong back lead channels and so I think that's gonna be a really great moment for me and people just seeing this really amazing um I guess I, I, I can say like iconic image like this image feels like an iconic photo mm-hmm. um and when it comes out I will definitely like shoot it to you guys or definitely keep an eye out for it but I can't wait for people to see that image and be like wow like like these are the women who are the creators behind this series and also like a young creative who looks like these women took mm-hmm. this picture. And it was dope because Madam C.J. Walker's um, great-great-granddaughter actually was in the shoot as well. So being able to meet with her and I did a lot of research leading up to it just about Madam C.J. Um, and just learning more about someone who I always knew of and knew mm-hmm. and had a crazy legacy but just really understand. Like, Did you guys know that she has a mansion in Irvington, New York upstate um, that was like in the same neighborhood as like John D. Rockefeller's and she like purposefully got the like wanted it to be the home that faced like the highway or something so people could drive by and like see it and just be like you know this was owned by a black woman mm. like that's crazy and the architect who built her home was one of the founding members of Alpha Phi Alpha and also like one of the first black architects if not like the first black I guess like official architect in the US so shout like shout out to mm, Madam C.J. Walker they used, that's bad bitch Hall you know what I'm saying right there. Niggas real, used to, like, they used to move together uh-huh. they used to move together like and it was just sort of like they would hang out like Langston Hughes and the Harlem Renaissance era she actually this is the last fun fact I'll share she owned a home a brownstone on 135th across the street from County Cullen Library mm. so if you ever walk by there again or mm-hmm. if you're you know on your way to the train or whatever like if you see um, across the street she had like her house and like her salon attached like the um she basically bought two townhouses and mm-hmm. like merged them together and so she would have like social gather or her daughter as well would have like social gatherings there and stuff and then also the business operated out of there so just seeing like the way that you know she moved being a philanthropist the things she did just learning more really inspired me um yeah so look out for those those are my exciting things coming up okay. <laughs> thank All you right. for having me oh thank I'm sad it's you. over <laughs> oh man thank you for coming Flo thank you appreciate so much you. thank you so appreciate much appreciate your energy thank you thank you for your questions asking good questions and getting me to open up <laughs> about, I'm very about I how you. I open up I'm very excited that I met you in what was that August Oh, I don't remember. It was whenever her movie came out. Yeah. Justine's movie came out. And even though you try to clown me for like raising that. It's um, so funny too because like so gross. Did we do what this a, already? Was that before? We, yeah, you did. Okay. But what never. a great way to have a connection. I don't even know how. Oh, they. I think they had candy at the. Screening. Yeah, I think you just asked me. I, oh yeah, because oh, I yeah, had raisinets. I had a box of raisinets. You were your friend. I know. Wow! Wow! I still wow. love you, but them raisinets are nasty. The raisinets are nasty. I mean, nasty. I will say he made a good point for why, like when we talked about it at the time. I think I feel like I was very impressed by what I came away knowing and learning about Raisinette Lover. <laughs> We're great but, people. Yeah. I used to like suck the chocolate off and then throw away yeah. the raisin. I hate raisins. As you should. Some, you can, I could do like two or three and then that's it. Like I could, like sometimes it's sweet and chocolate, you know, it hits, but then in general it's like, whose idea was this? Anyway, that's all. We should end with that. <laughs> whose idea 
was Raisinets. Anyway, there's always they do, like, a Raisinet like podcast <laughs> with Lovers Club or something, just so like the five of you guys can come together. And- first of all, <laughs> first of all, this is an established brand. The Raisinet brand is strong, okay? I mean, they've existed for this long, so definitely. You know what? Yeah. There must be someone buying them. Oh, wow. You are so fucking shady for the fuck me talking. I'm so anti Raisinets. I'm here for it. <laughs> But at least you know what? Look- Let's find out who does marketing for Raisinets. We should have them on the podcast. They're white. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. They're, Issa, they're no, 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 no. Issa Ray like Raisinets, and she had them in the show. I'm sure whoever a white person wouldn't have thought of. But Issa Ray is Issa like she's she's Issa Ray like is, is yeah the, you she's know like I mean? a B plus lister. I wouldn't say an A lister. Yeah, what what world are you living in? Does she not? She's just different in her own ways that make it make sense. Yeah, she's very much. I think she's a lister. She's definitely a list. Issa Rae's like, yeah. Once you Issa Rae's that girl. Starring movies and you star in your own television and you write and produce and fucking yeah, that's crazy. And you she put all all those people on. Basically, once you get low key, once you get invited to the Met Ball, you pretty much a list in my mind. Sorry. (laughs) Oh okay, I never seen her at the Met Ball. Yeah. Neither have I, but I think, yeah, I think, yeah, she just had, like, a huge moment. Like, when I was, you know, literally in Times Square and, like, saw the huge Insecure with her and Yvonne, I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know, HBO, think, yeah. but what happened with, ow, I just hurt myself, but, like, what was the other show, the, a Black Lady Sketch show? Did you guys watch that? Look, we won't talk about that. We can't about talk that. about that on no. the air. Oh. We'll talk about okay, that okay, another okay, time. Right. Okay, bye, bye. Guys. bye. Love you. <laughs>